Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 221. Rolling, rolling, rolling. rolling. <laughs> for the week. Gotcha. May 4th, 2012. Thank you all for joining us on a Friday evening. It's Friday. It's Friday. Everybody, hey, it's Friday. So we are here with a bunch of hey, RPG Chris? Gamer people. And what? I heard that yesterday was Thursday. Oh, and tomorrow's Saturday and Sunday's after that. Oh. Then Monday and then Tuesday. But congratulations, gonna... you finally learned the days of the week. Well, she, I'm so she excited. never told me when Wednesday and Thursday are though, so I don't know. No, hey, no, no. Guys. Yesterday was Thursday. Oh. She never says when Tuesday and Wednesday are. Oh, okay. Well, see, see how much, see how much she taught me. Not at all. You, see, you guys have also Anyone forgotten here? it's May the Fourth be with you too. May the Fourth be with I'll you. I said that to Chris this morning. Yes, she did say that to me, and then. Uh, who was it? Sarah, Ma- Sarah on the site was like, "What the heck's up with this May the Fourth thing?" And I felt bad it's having to explain Star it to Wars. her. <laughs> like, and she was disappointed. Like, that's it? <laughs> I wanted something more, and I'm like, "Well, so did everybody else." But that's what we got. All right. I have to deal with it every year from the same person who goes, "Honey, May the Fourth be with you." And me going, "Okay, okay, Star Wars, enough. Go, go back to bed." Go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first off, we've got Sam Marcello, special guest because it's a Friday evening edition. Hey, y'all, I'm so hot. <laughs> hot girls, they got problems, too. Speaking of, Anna Marie Neufeld. <laughs> uh, Sam can be the hot girls and I can be the problems. Uh, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> okay. Uh, also here, uh, Emmanuel Marino. Man, you guys are breaking my three-second rule. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm your host, Chris Privateer, and we have one more special, super special, awesome guest, and that it's is... Fraser Crane, everybody! Fraser Crane! Uh, no, he apparently doesn't answer that. Sean Lucifer Cooper! Hello, and welcome to the Starlight Megaphone, episode 47, for the 12th of Potato 206. My name is Sean Lucifer Cooper, and with me today, I have a panel of panelists, and these are they. That's right. What are you doing on my podcast again? I, I don't know. What are you doing on my podcast? No, it's mine. It is my podcast. It's Friday. I record on Fridays. Oh this has got to be my podcast. Well, not every Friday. Friday at 8. Friday at 8, and sometimes not. Well, this time, clearly. Last You're week, here, aren't you? I mean, last week you had this really old episode you post up instead. Yes, do you know that Lucifer.com actually created the podcast? Oh, I know. Back in 1998, we created the first internet radio program. Nobody believed it you for to, forever, and then you had to I dig know, out it, the evidence. I, I found it. I dug it up, and I remember you were there. It was amazing. Before before we started working together at RP Gamer, you were there. It was a, I yeah, found it. It was a bad night. I don't even remember it anymore. I don't it was know what so I was long ago. Yes. I was talking about games that hadn't even come out yet. It was crazy. <laughs> you must have had some amazing of that peyote cactus oh stuff that gosh. the Indians drink that allowed them to see the future. I think it was just a bad bottle of quick, actually, but, you know, same thing. <laughs> Don't mix it with Tang, that's all I'm saying. All right, so, uh, well, I'm thank you, everybody, for being on the show tonight. Uh, whoever show it is that we're on right now, thanks for being mine. on. Mine, it's yeah. mine. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> that's good. Uh, for whatever show this is, we've got some feedback. The first thing we've got is actually a voicemail. So we're going to play this, and maybe you guys can help me understand it, because I honestly don't understand it. So let's let's see. Go. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I'm like an old person using technology. I can't click the right things. How do these iPhones work? Would you push the what? This is such a professional operation. Hey, RPG Cast, this is Draconis. 
Hey, Chris, I think you forgot something this week, this past week. Remember the voice ca- voicemail box from the previous week? Later. I don't know what he's talking about. Somebody <laughs> help me. You sent, no, he sent a voicemail two weeks ago. And at the end of last week's show, you were like, oh, wait, a voicemail. We need to play that. Oh, I don't know. I don't have that one anymore. I deleted that one. Okay. I thought he was Question asking, answered. Question answered. I have another he's so good to his fans. I've got an old voicemail from him. I'll play it, but I can't answer it. So here you go. Here's the one I've been sitting on. Hey, RPG Cast, this is Draconis. Wondering if any of you guys have played the Final Fantasy Type Zero demo from Japan. If so, how was it? Later. I can't answer this because I haven't played it. I have. Oh. Um, oh, good. Oh, good. You're useful for once. Thank you. Go ahead, forever. It was released by Working Designs back in 1998. <laughs> I love it. It's really good. My favorite is the voice actor for Ramus because it's actually a woman. Most people don't know that. They think it's a man, but it's a woman. Yes. Wait. Final Fantasy Type Zero <laughs> is, of course, the well-known PSP reprint of Lunar Silver Star Story. It is. Clearly. It's going to be big when it's released, Chris. Yes. Huge. Oh, I believe it. Um, I guess yeah. I'm the only person who goes, ew, Final Fantasy. <laughs> okay. No, I do. I don't, you know, me, I won't play a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> it's like, I'm bored when of those. When was the last time you even played a Final Fantasy game anyways? I actually did beat 13 last year because I got it as a gift and the person who gave it to me kept asking me, you know, when are you going to play it? When are you going to play it? I was just like, fine, I'll play it. And it was okay. But then I was like, I kind of napped through most of the story. Mm. Was it wheels? No. That sounds like something he'd do. (laughs) Well, it didn't help that my friend Ada was so busy going, lightning is the hottest thing ever, Sam. Oh my God, you need to play this game because she's so hot. In her very sort of lesbian tendencies, of course, it was me going, okay, I might as well just see what the hell she's talking about. Man, and I was like, eh. The, Final Fantasy. And me going, eh. But truthfully, I don't go rush out and buy a Final Fantasy game. They're probably like the lowest priority for me. You, you know, Lightning's sister's not bad to look at either. She's in 13 too, so you might want to check that out. If if someone Apparently. buys it for me, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Ah! Ah! What? Oh, hello. Sorry. <laughs> I I love. I don't know what that means. That I got. Uh, we we have an interview with Vic Ireland scheduled at Lucifer.com, and I just got the go ahead for it. Oh, good. So that makes me really happy because he's like my second favorite guy in the whole world. Your interview? So. How, oh, like on the site or on the podcast? Um, on the site, so it makes me really happy because there's no one I'd rather ask questions to except perhaps Gabe Newell. I so so is this interview going to be a one shot affair? Because um, if you ask the questions everybody wants you to ask, you're probably not going to get another chance with them. What do you mean? What are you talking about? What no, kind of questions? No, I yeah, no, I I won't I won't solely. No, it. no, no. This is Lucifer.com. We have journalism softer than an in-flight magazine. It's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Overhand lobs nice and slow so he can hit out of the park. <laughs> Honest to God. So, Mr. Ireland, how d- is it that you became an industry leader in genius? Your recent He's going to love it. Your recent work on... You've been paving the way for the JRPG revolution as your recent work on Kickstarter has shown, and we really want to know, how do you do what you do? You're just so amazing. How? <laughs> 
I, I he would be such a hard guy to interview right now because I just don't know where to go. It's it's sad what happened with Class of Heroes. It is. I mean, I wanted that to succeed, but I couldn't give him any money at the same time. So <laughs> it was a catch twenty two. I, I I know there's a right way to do that. I just know that there is. Ambitious. They didn't do it. <laughs> Whatever it's that right way is. That's the right way to do it. Have you heard about this? Say what? Ambitious. No, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's amazing. So it's like Kickstarter, but but unlike Kickstarter, where you're you're throwing money into a hole in the hope that one day a game will be chat out of it into your lap. Instead, Gambitious says, look, Kickstarter treats you like investors, but doesn't give you any of the rewards that investors get. <laughs> Gambitious says, you give us money, you're an investor. So you get money depending on how well the game sells. Yep. So again, it could be, you could be throwing it into a hole just like Kickstarter. But if it does well, you get your dividends back. Your stock goes up. Effectively, you are truly funding the company as an investor ethically. So I'm all for that. Hooray. Anyway, that's what Gambitious is. Well, no, that's pretty cool. Um, I, obviously, it has scaling issues and complications when you have three thousand investors and you're, you know, two people trying to run a business on your own. But you know, whatever. I think it's more for you know already organized companies. But the oh, way okay. I think about it is, you know, stock is sold often at less than a dollar anyway. Yeah, it's split up between hundreds, if not thousands, of investors to begin with. So why not just say, well. Instead of having you dump the money in and get a wall scroll, you dump the money in and you own a part of the company with all the rights and privileges there too. There's oversight. In theory, you could vote to throw the people out and replace them with more dependable hacks. Oh, but my you know. gosh. You put your project up on Gambitious and this thing you know you're not allowed to work on your project anymore. <laughs> they voted you out. <laughs> it, it can't be shares just because of the complicated tax rules, which even with private stock, man, I don't know. There's a point where if you have too many shares, you can't be private anymore in some states, uh, or maybe really? all states. Yeah. <laughs> like, companies have this issue. Um, uh, Don't whatever. stocks. Yeah, apparently, yes. Everyone gets a share. <laughs> one each. <laughs> one. Limit one. $4,000 a piece. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Funded. The end. That's simple. That's simple. And there you get your special edition for Class of Heroes 2. And then when you do decide to list on the stock exchange, you can say, hey, the stock is selling at $4,000 each. It must- <laughs> that's, that's our IPO. <laughs> you want to buy into it? <laughs> Just looking for the committed investors. Oh, boy. Yeah, so there's there's my voicemails. And I'm sorry, Draconis. Nobody has played this the Final Fantasy demo. We still don't know. <clears throat> Type zero. That's out in Japan. Yeah. If you want to know about it, you could just Google it you because should. they have reviews. Come on. I would have just done that. I would have Googled it and then lied and said that I had played it and then just read what I read on well, Google. Well, I'm sorry, but I think he's being lazy when he could easily fly to Japan and play this game. Absolutely. It's completely ridiculous. It's just slow thrilly at this point. Freak Girl writes in and says... Uh, oh, what? We, Wait. Freak Girl. Freak Girl. Freak Girl. Freak Girl. Are you insulting her? Is that the no, name that she chose? No, that's her chosen no. moniker. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, go on. Well, apparently we were talking about video game statues last week, and she says, I don't own... I'm assuming it's a C, she freak girl. Could be a guy. The avatar is Garfield, which is, of course, male. Uh, I don't own any many statues of game characters, but one of my favorites is definitely the Ezio statue, even though it's just plastic. I got with Assassin's Creed 2 Black Edition. It's still standing right next to my PC monitor. 
It's a shame I never got the Altair one with Assassin's Creed 1, though. Always like Altair more than Ezio. Ezio, it's Altair, Chris. Altair, thank you. Well, he, she wrote it Altair, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, That's not really a question. I, I, a, it's a statement. You're right. But I do have the Altair one. Altair? Altair. I have that statue with Assassin's Creed 1. It's tiny. It's like two inches tall. It's a, it's, it's a small action figure, so it's not that impressive. Unless you, oh, unless it was different in the UK. actions? No, nah, not really. So it might it not even really be that. Figure, yeah, it's it? just a small figure. It could, I don't know. I don't dig it out much because it's not that impressive. Does he have what a kung fu grip? <laughs> is you put it on the stairs so someone will step on it and oh. yell and fall down the stairs and die and then he will really be an assassin okay all right that's not a bad idea but the only one See? i can assassinate around here are my cats and i actually don't want to do that oh well that's disappointing i mean i should so you okay. could put a camera up and we could film it and you could make a video out of it <laughs> set it to some 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 wub wub music and it would Dubstep. be hugely popular immediately yes dubstep cat killed by altair figure Exactly. One thousand views of a masterpiece. Three trillion dislikes. on YouTube in a week. Dislikes. <laughs> All dislikes. Four chan would come to your house and kill you. <laughs> yes. You killed a cat. You die now. Yep, that's true. Gaijin Monogatari. Actually, they have pizza men come to my house and kill me. I think that's what they do. And on the subject of figurines, the only one I have that I actually had a game attached to is my uh, Ellie clock, which came with Atelier Ellie Game Boy. GB is that Game Boy? G- game Boy. Yep. Atelier, we're on like the old black and white Game Boy. Yep. It Seriously? started on Wonder Swan, yeah. Oh, Wonder Swan is post Game Boy, though. Well, okay, wrong. Answer, we actually know that yes, because. Ellie, <laughs> Ellie is on Game Boy. Wow. Why do we know this? Marie, Ellie, Lee's, and I don't remember the order. Why do we know this, Sean? Because <laughs> Wonder Swan came out in mid December 1998. That's right. That's why we know that. I, again. Oh, right. I confused it with something else. Oh. Clearly, I don't know my I thought Atelier. Atelier Ellie, according to my quick searches on our site, was out for the PlayStation 1 and Dreamcast. It got ported to those. Oh. Wow. I should have known that, too, apparently. Uh, most of the Atelier <laughs> games have been ported to every console. I mean, Marie's been on almost everything, except for, like, the recent consoles. <laughs> It's weird, because even the Wikipedia article about the Atelier series doesn't mention the Game Boy games. That's so strange. Well, yeah. not they, that many, though. They mention Marie, and then Ellie, and... There's Marie, Ellie, and Anise. Yeah, and they, they have them all listed as a... Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, okay. the Ellie, Anise, and Marie, there was a GBA one. Oh, uh, yeah, there was a GB Color and Game Boy Advance one, but they don't yes. list them in their lists. <laughs> Oh, wait, there we go. Oh, there we go. So there useful. we go. No, no, here it is. It's on the. They call them side games, even though they were first. So figure that one out. <laughs> They're not uh, part of the main so series, but they predated confused. the main series. What does gonna... that mean? What does that mean? Game Boy Advance. So not Game Boy. That was what I was trying to get at. They're not Game Boy games. Well, we'll probably talk about Atelier again later. I'm just saying. Say GBA if you mean GBA, because otherwise I'm thinking about this big, this old school black and white RPG that we just didn't get here, which would be weird. Who would do an RPG there on was Game an, Boy? I mean, come there was on. one on the Game Boy Color. Next thing you know, you'll tell me you have a game about collecting monsters that fit in your pocket. Speaking of, that's yeah. the one action figure I've got. Oh, really? I have a Rattata. Oh, how do I? It sits on my desk, and Ashley steals it and hides it around the house. I had um, one of the legendaries from the black and white games sitting around somewhere. No, wait, it was from Silver. 
Yeah. I don't know where it is now. I'm yeah. trying to think what toys are on my desk. I don't really have statues. I have Anna Marie the alpaca, though. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's you what named, I named it. You named the, uh, you named the misprint alpaca after Anna Marie? Because that's who gave it to okay. me. <laughs> it's not a misprint. It's the prelim She's print. She's cute. I put mm-hmm. a little pink bow on her. Oh, ooh. There were two prints of alpacas. One were from prototypes, right? And giveaways. Yeah, one one was the first run, and that was the E3 exclusive version. Of course, these are Harvest Moon alpacas, if you're wondering at home. And then I have my pony named Ned the Pony. Ned? Not Ed. Mr. Nope, Ned. No, Ned. Ned. I always name my pony Ned for some reason okay. in Harvest Moon. There you and go. And my dog is almost always Biff or Smelly. Biff or Smelly. <laughs> Not equivalent well, name. Well, after the guy from Back to the Future. <laughs> and Marty, smelly. we have to get back to the future. Back to the future. <laughs> back to 1998. All right. I have a, oh, Gaijin, also, yeah, I know. Gaijin also mentions best year in gaming ever. Gaijin also mentions he has a Saz figure that came with a can of potion and a little battler um, that he built from a kit. That is, potion stuff is disgusting. Is it? He's got a picture of it here. It, it tastes awful. like grape aftershave smells. I've never Look even smelled grape. You know, he, he's probably on the money at that because they to. use so many uh, herbs and spices that are normally associated with, like, a shaving cream. And, like, it's no, I'm serious. serious. <laughs> I, I, I know what it tastes like. It really tastes like grape aftershave. Well, I you don't know how to describe it. That's exactly what it tastes like. Why have it's you like been drinking, drinking aqua velva and grape juice. Why are you drinking <laughs> aqua velva and grape juice cocktails? I'm not, but that's what it's, that's what it's <laughs> like. Oh, just admit it. Every night before you go to bed, that's how you got to settle your nerves. No, it's G and T's until I can't even stand up anymore as a general rule. Okay. okay. All right. That's much more acceptable. Strawberry Egg says, most of my plushies and figurines are Pokemon related. Holy yep. moly, that person is still around? Yes. They're what there. a diehard yeah, fan. Yeah, she's a form she's administrator with me now. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. The only RPG figurine I have that isn't is of Zelos from Tales of Symphonia. I had Chester, but he's disappeared on me. Chester Bean from Tales of Fantasia. I have a bunch of Tails figures actually myself now that I think about it. Mm. And I have I have all the Valkyrie profile action figures because that's my series where I'm a crazy diehard. That works. It's a good series to be a diehard of. And I have I have an Atelier um, Annie Nendroid figure. Mm. It, she's adorable. And it came with when they released uh, Annie on DS. Now I'm looking for a Rorona. I really want a Rorona. It's a good Valkyrie statue out there. It's pretty expensive. Yes, it's too out of my price range. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'd actually prefer to get a Lazard one, truthfully. I haven't seen a Lazard one. Hmm. No, there isn't. I have the Lazard action figure. Um, I think people just like him because he's nuts. He was my favorite villain, I think, for years. Because every time I played the game, I'd, just, I'd sit and giggle just because he was so ridiculous half the time. Mm-hmm. Well, the translation wasn't exactly good. No, but you know what? I'm kind of okay with it, just out of the fond memories I had of the game. And it didn't help that they made him out to be really, really, really horny half uh, the time. I, I used to just think that was funny. I'm just like, <laughs> he's horny. This is funny. <laughs> And my mom going, what is wrong with you? You you played this game when you were 12? (laughs) Yes. You know what my problem with Valkyrie Profile is? I'm on the last dungeon, and I still don't understand what the plot of the game is going to be. 
because they don't really tell it to you even at that point because you you realize the plot is you've been playing the whole game and it has nothing to do with like the plot um or at least maybe it does come and gather warriors and yeah, go well, that's for not the plot you know that there's like no stuff that going is on. the plot no there's like uh, why no Chris. they don't explain the damn prologue until you get to the end of the game <laughs> Oh, Chris, it depends also which ending you've somehow sucked yourself into, because if you're going for the A ending, you get lots of plot. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I haven't even started the plot of the game. I'm on the last dungeon. That's my point. And, you know, that's fine. I like being rewarded like that. I just think it's weird. (laughs) You go sit in your corner over there. (laughs) (laughs) We will not speak ill of that game around me. You know better. It's not really ill. It's just weird. Over there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Deadbo writes in, and this says, this is interesting, and he provided facts provided via Google spreadsheet. So open this one up. This generation has the most well-received RPGs when comparing 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th gen platforms. This could be for many reasons. The console generation has lasted so long. Games are are getting better. Reviewers are going easier on games, or the reviewing scale sucks. Take your pick. I drafted up this spreadsheet based on RPGs rated 80 or higher on GameRankings.com. I know you can't always judge a game based on its aggregate score, but currently there's no other easy alternative. That being said, this may not include those cult hits which fly under the radar like Nier and total subjective duds like Dragon Age 2. Or it could just be the inflation of review scores over the years. uh, Yeah, he said that. I mean... That's, that's actually going what it easier, is. Easier, right? Uh, okay. Easier and easier and easier. Yeah. That's what it really is. Right, the so, shifting. So he shows you're it me, apparently. To try and, uh, so you open it up and you realize the 8th gen has one RPG, apparently. Shimigami Tensei Devil Survivor Overclocked for the 3DS. I don't know if I buy into that, but okay. Because, <laughs> I mean, 3DS and Vita are the newest games, the newest generation systems, I suppose. But, you know. He doesn't include iPhone and stuff in here, which I guess I'm okay with. And he doesn't include PC, but that's what, he's going for console games. So 7th Gen has things like Fallout... I'm, I'm just, <laughs> here's just a cream of the crop. Fallout 3, Elder Scrolls 5, uh, Mass Effect 2, Elder Scrolls 4, Xenoblade, Chrono Trigger, Mass Effect 3, Mass Effect, Mario & Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story, and Shin Megami Tensei, Persona 3. Um, why Persona 4 is... Oh, that's Persona 3 Portable. Okay. 6th Gen, oh yeah, that's right. 6th Gen includes Persona 4, which came out after a lot of the games in the 7th Gen, so figure that one out. Knights of the Old Republic, Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy VI Advance, Final Fantasy XII, Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga, and Skies of Arcadia. How Skies of Arcadia and Persona 4 are considered to be in the same generation is completely beyond me, but whatever. <laughs> it's all good. And then uh, we go back to the 5th Gen. This is our PS1 days. Final Fantasy IX, Panzer Dragoon Saga, Chrono Cross, Final Fantasy VII, and Vagrant Story, Pokemon Silver and Gold and Crystal, and Xeno Gears. Those are your top tier RPGs of the last three generations, according to GameRankings.com. Um, I got to tell you. It's getting worse. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know that I agree with the trend. <laughs> I mean, I but these are, the, the games at the top of that list are good in the seventh gen, but they all seem similar, don't they? It's a lot yes. of Western RPG thing going on here, but maybe I'm... They're all hey, games hey, I what's wrong with that? No, you're the right. The world doesn't roll around Japan. Yeah, yeah. And there's like none in the other generations. So it's a very... It's a paradigm shift. I got to use a paradigm as a word. Mm. You, you did, and you use it correctly. I, mm. it, it's weird. Would I, you I, like I think a among the RPG community, community, sometimes people think like that because Western games are getting more popular, at least getting higher Metacritic scores, or or that titles from japan are getting lower scores 
like around the Western media, all of a sudden this means like the RPG genre as a whole is declining in quality. Well, that's correct. That's true. That's right. Well, that's only if you're Japanophile and you think that Japan. I'm not a Japanophile, but JRPGs are proper RPGs and Western RPGs are garbage. (laughs) Oh, simple. Thank you, Fraser. He's a genrephile. (laughs) A genrephile. Play these Western nonsense games. Western nonsense. Ridiculous. No, but I mean, it just means that there's a broader, I mean, a broader range of things within this RPG genre. And it just means that people are playing RPGs and buying them. Well, now. Now, what, where, where's Elder Scrolls 3 in the older generations? Why doesn't that show up? Go, oh, because it was PC only. So what it is is all these computer games are coming out for consoles now. It's kind of weird. I think my argument about the review scores would be that these days, um, reviewers tend to favor WRPGs over JRPGs. So JRPGs get a lower score just because reviewers aren't interested in them. Do they just have um, more mainstream appeal, and so the Call of Duty exactly. art audience goes for them? More, exactly. Is more likely to go for them? But well, look at, look at Final Fantasy. I don't know, because Manny's a lot, You're into Western RPGs. You're not like the Call of Duty audience. You're, you just like no, I don't, I don't really like Call of Duty yeah. at all, but... You lie. You play it every night. Admit it. <laughs> And what, what is this like? <laughs> what is this? Scarlet letter? Is Call of Duty the scarlet letter <laughs> yeah. on my dress? You have, yeah. to wear, you have to wear a big C on your shirt. Oh, wait, no, that's the juice. Um, no, what, it's a what C, do you wear? a little O, and a big D, right? <laughs> it says God. It's a fish. God. Put a fish on your shirt. Yes. No, wait, that's what they did to the Christians. We have to come up with something that isn't racially negative. Um, Christianity is a race now. Here's what we can do to show that you're a Call of Duty fan. We'll shoot you in the face, and then everyone will know. Problem solved. Everyone will know. Look, he's a Call of Duty fan. He's lying in a pool of his own blood in the street. There you go. First person shot. But I'm looking at the seventh. <laughs> First person shot. I mean, there's a few noticeable titles there, like what Chrono Trigger, Xenoblade. You're right. Yeah, Chrono Trigger is not an eighth, gen- seventh generation well, game. Well, it's it came out yes. on DS. <laughs> it's a re. It's a re-release. I know. The I know. The we should probably game. cut those out. But, but if you look at the yeah. 89 to 85 range, that's not exact. Those aren't bad games. No, they're not. The they're not. I just didn't want to read the whole list. <laughs> oh, okay, I was about to say, but and there's a lot of Japanese titles there. I mean, it, it, I don't know. Maybe it's because. All right, let's look at our JRPGs of this generation here, since we have this nice list. Uh, all right. Going down, JRPGs only, no remakes. Xenoblade Chronicles. Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Uh, Demon Souls. Is that, I mean, it's a Japanese RPG. I don't know if it's, a, it's not a traditional JRPG. No, no. Um, Dark Souls. <laughs> Let's see. That is a remake. That's a remake. The World Ends With You. Dragon Quest Nine. <sighs> Valkyria Chronicles. Finally, a good game. Finally. <laughs> we got one. We one. got one. Jeez. Mario and Luigi Partners in Time. Radiant Historia. I'm told that's very good. Uh, wait, that's remake. Uh, Pokemon Pearl, Platinum Diamond. Excellent games. Uh, Pokemon Black and White should be on here too. Uh, Monster Hunter Try. FF13. Why isn't 13 2 on the list? It's better than 13. Should be on the list. Well, apparently it didn't score high. Um, we'll nominate it. 13-2. God, no, wait, that's a half-minute hero. Drang, oh, no, that's a, um, d- no. <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Survivor. Valkyria Chronicles 2. Crisis Core, Final Fantasy 7. Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Lunar Knights. Eternal Sonata. <laughs> 
Etrian Odyssey. We'll just say the whole series. Um, Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. Muramasa the Demon Blade. Nope. F-O-E. F-O-E, yes. ZHP Unlosing Ranger versus Dark Death Evil Man, which I hear is good. I should play that. The Looking at this list, there are more Japanese games from the 80 to 100 range. They're in that 80 to 85 is where they all are. But it's also thinking that, like, you know, the reason why... You know, Western maybe like these big Fallout and then Skyrim games are getting, or Mass Effect are getting a lot more attention than maybe Japanese games are. It's just because I'm thinking about it. Like these are all games that came out on the Xbox 360, and these are all games that are like very popular on the Xbox 360, which like you know has the broadest base. And these are all games that hit big when they came out on the 360. You know, these these were in down times when maybe Call of Duty or Gears of War or whatever wasn't out now. So now's your time to play your your big Western RPG for a few months. Hmm. Yeah, and there's some more here. Blah 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 blah. Because um, I'm thinking about of, it. Yeah. Oh, just thinking because how many of these big titles were like these big Japanese RPGs were on 360 too? Uh, Wasn't Skyrim launched at the same time Battlefield and Call of Duty were in November? No, Skyrim came out. Skyrim? Oh, well, yeah, I know that was the yeah, case was. of Oblivion. Oblivion came out in a dead time during the 360, and, yes. it, and it just blew up like wildfire. So when Skyrim came out, people were excited. Hey, I remember that game. I played that when I first got my yeah. 360. There was like nothing to play on gotcha. the 360. The Oblivion was out, and people were like, I'll try it. And they're like, oh, gotcha. fun. I like running around with swords and really bad combat. Um, and they did it. <laughs> hey, to be fair, that was the first time a lot of people ever experienced any kind of combat like that at all, or this kind of like RPG with that kind of breath. So even it had a lot of problems, but for some people, it's like, hey, I never did, I've never done anything like this before. So for them, that was like good enough. Man, that was like six years ago. I mean, my uh, console? I think Fable was my first WRPG outside of MMOs. Was that a good experience for you? Yeah, I loved uh, it. Oh, God. Why am I listening to Shouldn't that be like your most favorite game ever? Because Peter Molyneux. It's made by Peter Molyneux. What are you talking about? The man's a. He's a lying, cretinous swine. What I really. Eyes come from his mouth. He opens it up and just spews them out like black clouds of locusts. And people listen to them, and the media writes them down gleefully and says, Hee hee, look what he says. It's going to be in the next game. It's going to be amazing. And it's lies. It's all lies. So tell me how you really feel. <laughs> lying maniac. Did you play any of the Peter Maladu Game Jam games? No, but I heard that they were actually kind of interesting. Yeah, that's what I heard too. <laughs> figured it might be into them so this spreadsheet i really want to get just a list of traditional jrpgs to compare those since that seems to be the thing that everyone's really bitching about it's like i want more good traditional jrpgs let's see yeah let's get a count, you know yeah because let me tell you i've heard that come out of sam and manny's mouth so many times yeah but they're not complaining about the current generation no man sam is loving yakuza over there and that ain't traditional at all I love you, Yakuza. <laughs> it's like one yeah. of my new favorite loves in life. I got Scott hooked to it, so I'm proud of myself right now. All right. Well, I don't know what we learned from that other than there's a lot of good games out now. 
<laughs> yes, I love how 80 is in the yellow range. Like, 80 looks so bad in the yellow. It's, like, it's oh. in trouble. It's in trouble. It's only an 80% on Metacritic. 83? I don't know. It's a JRPG tax, though. I think that's the complaint. If you release a JRPG that's the same quality as a WRPG, the general argument is that your JRPG will score half a point to a point lower. And that's the JRPG tax, because reviewers don't like them very much anymore. Because they, I guess they're just not interested in that. Well, and that was something that I wanted to bring up and wasn't sure if I was going to be entirely accurate because, you know, when you guys, do you guys read the old magazines that used to do reviews like Nintendo Power and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Yep. Even the early websites and stuff, you could tell that the person that was assigned to JRPGs loved the genre. Mm-hmm. And even when there was a crap game in the genre, they understood that it was a crap game in the genre and not all JRPGs were bad. But we sort of slowly shifted to a system of kind of revolving door reviewers where no one has their own particular niche. And I think that that hurts because you're getting reviews that go up on some of these big sites and it's clearly being reviewed by someone who just hates JRPGs. And so yeah. they will completely trash a game for the fact that it's a JRPG when like it may who? be a good game, it may not, but it's getting hit because it's a JRPG. Uh, uh, you know, like that's an interesting sites? point. I'm not sure, quite sure if it's hate. I, I think... am not going to name names. Correct? You should, oh, well, though. You totally should. Well, I mean, no. I don't... I don't... I don't know that I can believe I, I want to talk about fun. real quick. Right. Because I think she makes a good point. Of, like, I'm not sure it's quite hate, but I think the, the revolving door of viewers, like more so like just the people who are reviewing games, not these big sites, were not there six years ago. Yep. A lot of them were still in high school six years ago or just in college. I think all the people that we older from the old EGM days, the old Nintendo Power days, from those early websites like GamePro who were who grew up playing Nintendo and grew up loving Mario and what was coming out of the you know, who thought Final Fantasy three when it was still called Final Fantasy three was like the greatest experience they've ever had. I think a lot of those those reviewers and those people who are who are writing those previews impressions of going to Japan are a lot older now. And have, may have just left the industry altogether. And the people who well, are replacing them grew up on the PlayStation 2, grew up on the Xbox, grew up on Halo. And for them, they don't have that history or that legacy of Japanese role-playing games. I, I don't actually think it's that they've left the industry. It's that I think they're now either making games or in managerial positions. Like, it was super cool. When I went to the Natsume office in December, we pulled down um, this, uh, this EG, uh, EGM yeah. cover. And uh, it was. Uh, I like how like, Anna, one of one of the most popular video game magazines. At EG EGM was that? I what? It, 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 oh. I can't. I couldn't remember if it was EGM magazine. <laughs> yes, it's a. Oh wait, yeah, I guess that doesn't stand for magazine. Okay, yeah. It's because it's Electronic Gaming Monthly, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. Yep. Um, and it was like this. Uh, EGM magazine cover of congratulations you guys won this award and it had a picture of like the the 10 editors that work there all the time and they're all still in the video game industry but none of them are reviewing anymore yep and I think that's the point I was trying to get to if you think about like the big people who are still like the uh, who represent like who really understand Japanese role-playing games and like to talk about it I think maybe you have Parrish over at 1UP Cat Bailey oh don't say that name barf hey. She, I, she's, she's she, positioned herself as the no, Japanese role-playing game player. No, she positions herself as the person who only knows about Atlas games and Final Fantasy. Anything she outside of that, and she's dumb as a herself as a pair of tits. 
Whoa. She whoa, has no tits, whoa. Anna. <laughs> whoa. Don't confuse because... Cat Bailey with Ch- Jennifer Chobot. It's no, like being on my own The problem is, is ex- that Sam's exactly right. She basically has this teeny tiny window of, of information that she's very good at. And I'm certainly not going to knock the fact that where, where she is knowledgeable, she yes, is very knowledgeable. Yes, because calling her a pair of boobs is not knocking her, really. Come on. I'm not Engine knocking her. where I she say, is. You guys are like this about a woman who only knows Engine. about Atlas and Final Fantasy. What do you like about me when I don't know anything at all about video games? I know, I don't know like, a video game. This, this is, an, this this is no, a woman who's writing about because... your genre and about games you love in that genre, and yet this is the derision she gets for it. I'm sorry. I've, I've never been a Cat Bailey fan. Tiny slice of expertise. She banks on the fact that she's a woman. How bad she can she be? Her name is Cat. Come on. Okay, so have you read Chris Kohler, Cat and Parrish? Those are the. I, think I don't actually games. play video games. I know nothing. I know nothing about games. Nothing. Shh, oh, don't tell don't, me. don't get me don't. started on her though. This doesn't stop me giving oh. off advice about them all the time, telling you which are worse and which are better. I just, I know nothing. I've never played any games. <laughs> I don't even know what they <laughs> are. Not I was just thinking, like when I when I see coverage on the internet, I think those are, like maybe the three names that would mention uh, uh, what's it called a, a new atelier game with excitement. Uh, really? I basically just hate Jericho? atelier. Thanks. Manny. I don't. That's I'm talking, but but I read. Have you, do you ever go to joystick.com? She has a weekly Japanese RPG column. Yes, she that she took from Jason Schreier, and she talks about the same types of games over and over again with no variety. Mm. That column is atrocious. So I'm, like a, I'm not speaking to quality. I was just pres- I was just saying how the, you know the what. If you're going to talk this. about RPGs, have some diversity. Know, why do I know the name Jason Schreier? Because he used to work at RPG Gamer briefly. Oh, that's right. Okay, and now he works at Kotaku. Ish. <laughs> All right, I'm like I know that person, don't I? Yeah, he works at Kotaku now. Cool, good for him. Well, uh, except for working at Kotaku, but yeah. he'll get to a real site eventually. Keep on working, Jason. He'll get out of uh, Totillo's. Iron Fist. Oh, it's terrible. It's Gawker Media Enterprise now. I know. I, I just... Oh, no, I shouldn't I shouldn't badmouth media. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. not going to do it. I just thought... It's, it's, not like can. it's not like you're going to be asking Garnett Lee for a job later. I know. Totilla wrote some very interesting stuff on his Twitter that just made me laugh. It's like listening to, to Jim Sterling try to respond to people who hate him, and you realize that... But, Jim, they're all right about what you just said. Anyway. No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's up? Like, what did he say? I would love to hear this real quick. No, no. I'm not saying anything. All right. So. Type it to me in the chat in the, in the Skype window. What? About Stephen Totillo? Yeah. Well, I'm just curious. What, what should I Google for? What am I looking for? Oh, it's for? on his Twitter feed. He's just talking about people hating on his stuff. And yeah. Anyway, you can okay. go read his own Twitter feed. What's your, what's your beef with Jim Sterling and Chris? I, um, you don't politely? like comedy? Politely, I don't appreciate. I, I don't appreciate his um, marked anti-religious bend in his Twitter feed, um, but that has nothing to do with his his quality as a game journalist. Obviously, that's just a little personal beef I have with with comes out of his Twitter. Um, regardless, I, yeah. Regardless of that, I, I tend not to agree with the things he writes. <laughs> and that is my bigger beef with him. Yes, and it's well, simply that. It's and it's simply that. And I know to keep it more mature. It's just, yeah, but do I don't you agree want, with like, him. Do you just want like this gigantic yes bubble where you only hear opinions that you agree with? In no, the but industry? I don't care to read oh. stuff from people that I just completely disagree with because I don't find any value out of it. It's not well, like I don't, he, know. I don't feel like it's illuminating. <laughs> I just feel like you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong when I'm reading well, it. What's the I, point I'm of sure that? I'm this podcast 
I mean, there are a lot of people who don't agree with any of my positions on gaming or, or, or my where I'm, I like my Western games and other people. And I don't like as many Japanese titles or Nintendo as much as the next person does. But I think maybe I can bring a nice dynamic or counterpoint to you, Chris, or to Quinn. Yeah, but you that say things that otherwise. I think are correct. Yeah, but Manny, we don't have a podcast that's full of people that only like Western RPGs. I mean, you are predominantly at this point a Western RPG player. Conversely, I, on the other hand, don't play basically any Western RPGs. I play JRPGs. Quite right. So, I mean, we have the necessary amount of balance. I don't know. I I guess I feel that you defend your points and make your points better, and your points have more validity than stuff that I've read from Mr. Sterling. So you're saying there's no counterbalance with Sterling? It's sort of just hate, Um, hate, hate, Well, counterbalance implies I'm listening to a podcast with two people talking. Um, I'm just referring to his written material, and I don't find that – I don't find personally – I don't get a lot out of that. That's all. All right. All right. I'm trying not to hate on it. I mean because it's at the point where it's emotional. I'm like, oh, it's Jim Sterling. I'm not going to enjoy that. But, I mean, I realize that that's that's a very immature way to react to it. When really I I just didn't really ever get much out of his stuff, so I don't care to read it. All right. Fair enough. I mean, Manny, it's the difference between disagreeing with someone 90% of the time and disagreeing with someone 100% of the time. Yep. And then it doesn't help when he says like offensive things that people retweet and I have to read it and it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so that doesn't that doesn't do a good job of reinforcing that. <laughs> Today he said interesting conversation. He wants to be a, a good Adolf Hitler. Today's a good Adolf day, he said. <laughs> is, that, is that what he said? Yes, he wants to be Adolf Hitler, but good, but good, not is bad. Is that actually what he said? Because yes. I, okay. All right, good for him. Hey, guys, so he wants to have all the charisma, talk. but none of the genocide. You know, that's kind of the goal there. I see. You guys, real talk. Hitler was the worst Adolf in the last fifty years. Real talk. <laughs> okay. We have one more letter, people, and then we can get on with the news. Let's get. We're not out of the news yet. Oh my god! I know, right? All no, right. because we got into fights about things. I don't even know which what we were. Talking I should about. apologize for, but mm, we haven't been fighting. We've been having spiritual. We've this been is dumping discussions. We've been dumping spiritual on our journalistic brethren, and uh, yeah. Oh, it's gonna well, be fun seeing them at E three this year. <laughs> considering I have no desire to be a true games journalist. I think my position's kind of acceptable at this no, point. But it's nice to get along with people who are, have interests. I like always you try do. to get along with people. That's no. one woman I will probably never get along with. So yes, I'm okay with just kind of staying in my own little. Yeah, but it sounds like you more go over your there problem and I with go over her here. than her problem with you. And I don't know. Anyway, she's not, just not a fun. You know person what? None of them like to. us anyway. Ever since the <laughs> Miyamoto's dead from a turtle shell article, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Oh, and if you don't remember that, don't look it up because it was an embarrassing moment. I thought it was hilarious and the high point of your your entire site, really. <laughs> because he got you on Wikipedia, and that it really did. It did. that's what matters. Really. Yes, that's the really important part. It gets us on Wikipedia <laughs> because a training <laughs> story that we never should have had as a training story was published. It's an awesome training story. What are you talking about? Well, not when it's actually just a click away from being published. You realize that we had that training for like two and a half years. That's, that doesn't justify it. Out, right? it. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of that. That just okay. doesn't make it okay. <laughs> I mean, all the other stories were equally as um, creative. So realistically, any of them had leaked ever. We <laughs> Which is why we used to be really, really careful about them not leaking. And just I don't know what happened to there. I really don't. I was wondering, so I'm not thinking it was this time. Mm. 
All right, and as Skype goes to crap, let's move on to the next letter. Dear RPG Cast, this week's questions are brought to you by Mountain Dew and the Dorito Burrito. Plus, to get the extra, there's a Dorito Burrito. Yes, there is. Not not just a Dorito Taco. There's a Dorito no, there's Burrito. There's a Dorito Burrito. How yes. do I get the Dorito Burrito? Is it also no. a Taco Bell? No, well, I'm not going to help you. Get a normal tortilla. Why would you get a Dorito Burrito? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. You can make one at home. Just get a normal tortilla. Get a gigantic bucket of salt, put it in, even there overnight, pull it out, and put some meat on top if you need it. Mm. Oh, I forgot. Sprinkle some cheese on top, too. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Oh, why is Skype acting like this? It's like I'm downloading 20 things. and I'm Are downloading. you downloading 20 things, I'm Chris? I'm downloading zero things. That's less than 20. Oh, Microsoft, stop ruining Skype. Print oh. it. This is what Microsoft does. They've got their claws into it now. Ooh, you, you sound slightly better. I'll take it. All right. This letter is from Ocelot, if you haven't guessed. Plus, to get to the extra limited edition questions, simply pre-order the collector's edition of Ocelot's Greatest Questions, and we'll be happy to ship you your bonus code. You can even earn extra experience and gold by liking our questions on Facebook or playing our iOS minigame, Name That Ocelot. We are ever so generous with our marketing. Number one. So how much do you like it when games go beyond the screen and expand the experience with either physical goods or cross-media play? Some examples include the Book of Cain for Diablo 3, the special journal that came with the DS copy of Nino Kuni, the iOS app for Mass Effect, or the digital Dead Space comics. Do you view these as simple marketing tools or as a great way to enhance and build on the core experience? What are the worst offenders or the most praiseworthy and inventive successes? Man, that questions an entire podcast unto itself. I know. But I will say I like them in general. Um, the problem is all the Mass Effect spinoffs, except for the comics, have been pretty crappy. Well, the, the comics um, and books. I like the the books other than the most recent. Well, one. the book, the first three books. Well, at least yeah. at least the first one was really good because it. I the, read the, the story written like by the guy them. who wrote the Mass Effect story. Yeah, same with the other two. So. So yeah. I, you know, honestly, for me, this is the only thing that really gets me excited or interested in a collector's edition anymore. You know, expanding on the world because it can be done so well. Like one of the great examples is, uh, I think, which is inspired the Book of Cain and so many other people was the Halo Reach Collector's Edition, which includes Doctor Halsey's journal. And because it's included inside a collector's edition, there's no advertising on it. There's no um, there's no identifying numbers on it or barcodes. It's just this little journal made from like Ooh. bamboo. You open it up and it looks like it's hand drawn and hand sketched by Doctor Halsey. And if you care anything about the Halo universe, it from start to finish, that's all it is. And I think that's great. And the Book of Cain is another great example. It's written by Deckard Cain. It's in the actual Diablo 3 game. It gives you some more. Like, if you're if you're the kind of nerd that wants to know anything about a world, these <laughs> things really, they pull you in. And not only do they pull you, pull you in, you get to own a piece of that universe. So you're learning more and you're owning a piece of it, and, you know, attaching yourself to something digital with a physical good. So I think it can be great if it's done well. If it's done poorly, you get crappy iOS games like the Mass Effect Infiltrator, which says, you want to know the whole story, get Mass Effect Infiltrator. It's not going to be good, but it costs eight bucks. Hmm. Oh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed says uh, is the worst offender, according to a chat room person. You get almost none of the story unless you buy the novel. I never do. Oh, that's terrible. That is awful. You know, the Nino Kuni book, I think, is, is probably one of the best examples. An entire magic book. For and, a DS game. And it's fully integrated in the gameplay. Like, that's how you look up your spells yep. and stuff. I love I, that. That's awesome. You know, I, I could say one of the complaints that a lot of people have, like, the reason why I feel like people collect video games and have them on their shelves is because this is 
an inherently detached hobby. You're never actually in this world. You're never actually inter- like physically interacting with these people. So the best thing you can do is collect uh, the games themselves, right? In their fancy boxes. Mm-hmm. So that Nino Kuni book, you you own the actual book that that kid's using when he casts magic. That's yeah. fantastic. I love it. That's pretty sweet. Do you have any worsts? Any 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 ones that just sort of uh Oh, well, no, because then we start getting into knocking on special edition packings. Um, which I guess is a different topic. Oh, tie-ins that sucked. So, like a comic or a movie or something you know, that was just... I really good. did. How about the one ma- Burger King toys? Oh, Burger King toys. <laughs> uh, maybe. You know, it's funny, though. It's like that Mass Effect novel. It's weird, though. The video game books are being competently written. And oftentimes, uh-huh. you're getting better stories in these video games. Uh, some of them. Not all yeah. of them, mind. I, I like, better- like I enjoy the Infinity Blade uh, crossover book, like the book, more than the games. Yeah, of course. That's written by the guy who wrote the Mistborn series. Yeah. Uh, how about the ability to get into a beta of a game by buying bags of chips? Oh, that's terrible. A ability I don't, I to get into like a beta of a game by buying chips? Yeah, remember we put in those codes when we went to Subway. You put in the, oh, oh, the Uncharted be- multiplayer beta that you got yeah. by going to Subway. That's what she's referring yeah. to. Yeah, um, that was okay. Uh, um, I don't know. Sam, did you read? I just wanted, like, uh, it's strangely it was enough. It for 7 Oh, Seth Hammond does everything. They do all the Sony stuff, so you can get like a Killzone Slurpee oh. if you want to get extra DLC. I don't have a Seven yep. Eleven here, so I don't get any of that. Really? In LA, I can't walk five feet without walking past the Seven Eleven. Yeah, they're just not a Midwest thing. We have Quick Mart instead and stuff like that. Is Apu in there? We didn't have Seven no. Elevens in Ontario growing up, and then I moved to Manitoba, which is apparently the Slurpee capital of the world. Okay. You know, it's funny, Anna. Did you read? I don't know if you like Karen Travis or not, but uh, Karen Travis or not, but uh, people always say that her like Gears of War books is like the only if you care anything about that world, I don't know why you would, or like the fact that's like the only place where there's a coherent narrative about what's going uh-huh. on in the universe. And she does like I hear she does a good job with it. I don't play Gears of War any game that. No, I have not any of her books. I feel they would be relevant to me. Sam went AFK for a minute. Ah, why am I asking her questions then? (laughs) Because you didn't know she was AFK. I got this one. See, look at that. I'm right. All right. Well, uh, next question is, what's the longest single game session that you've managed to pull off in one sitting? Wait, there are more questions? Yeah. And do you remember the game? (laughs) (laughs) I remember remember sitting there for 25,000 hours. I don't remember what game I was playing, though. Right, I, what is I can tell you. I, Easy. Oh, go ahead. You first. Final Fantasy XI. I think I once oh. played it for like 38 hours straight. Oh, my gosh. What? Yeah. Were you wearing a diaper? What happened? How'd you get food? Oh, I could go to the loo, but, you know, that was it, really. Did you have like a, like a bag of Doritos next to you the whole night? No, I don't like Doritos. I don't eat crisps, usually. Tea. Tea and biscuits. 38 hours. So uh, what, was this when the game first came out? Was it brand new? No, I played it for seven years, so it was, uh, I think that would have been like the summer of 2004. I just played it like nonstop all the time. I had nothing to do all summer long, except work, which was like three days a week in not very long. So, yeah, spent all my time playing FF11. So, what, was it a, now that it's said and done, was it a positive experience? 
Yeah. Yeah. The problem was, though, after like three days of that, then I had to go to work. And I had been out of work for like a vacation, so I hadn't even left the house at all. So I got in my car, and I was momentarily confused because it was nothing like a Chocobo. <laughs> Which is funny, but sad at the same time. Like, I can't... It steers backwards from how I'm thinking. How do I adjust the camera? Yeah, well, that's what it really was. <laughs> I was looking around, and I'm like, the, the, perce- the perspective is totally different. It was very odd. <laughs> I should be higher up. There should be like a 90 degree angle view and there's not. I know I've done some 10 to 20 hour sessions in MMOs like 11 or WoW, but I think uh, my longest would always be Extra Life every year because that's 24 hours straight. Um, mm. But it's a lot of different games for that, which helps a lot. <laughs> I actually once beat uh, Gears of War 2 in one sitting. How long does that take? Uh, maybe eight, eight or 10 hours. Oh, wow. It was because I, uh, the, my co-op partner, the I was my one chance to play that game at that time. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to play with them again for like six months because they were going away. It was like, all right, let's do it now. Mm. Oh, and Sam's gone away. Sam's back. I'm here. What's your? I was asking you about Karen Travis books. Yeah. But oh, Karen Travis. Oh. Well, you didn't see in the staff chat that I had to run away for a second because my nephews were screaming about a dog eating their pant legs. No, <laughs> that's awesome. The great blue sky that is California. Um, what do you want to know about Karen Travis? Oh, just uh, someone asked about good tie-ins, and I was wondering if you read any um, of Karen Travis novels. I read the Gears of I read the first Gears of War novel, and it was pretty meh. My problem with it was that um, she kind of plays favorites when she writes tie-ins. With the Star Wars books, it's it's the Mandalorians. In Gears, it's Coltrane. Like, <laughs> she wrote this huge, elaborate backstory for Coltrane to the point where the whole first book was more about Coltrane than it was about the actual war itself. So, as much as I love Coltrane as a character, which I do, I freaking love Cole, um, the book is really bad in that regard because it doesn't give you the information in terms of what the book should actually be about. <laughs> Instead, you get a whole book of, here's my Coltrane, so awesome, and me going, well, I get that Cole's awesome, but how's about more of this war that I'm supposed to be learning about? But as far as video game novel tie-ins, do you think it's one of the better ones? No. No? Have you read better? No. <laughs> <laughs> then again, my, my, uh, I've only read a few video game tie-ins, and I'm just generally not a fan, unless it has the name Drew Carpetian on it. Oh, I love Drew Carpetian. That massive he he is my my sort of how come you write tie-ins when you're good at doing your own stuff? Well, he's left <laughs> that company left now. That's no, I know. Bio. That's great. I, I'm well a, aware of that, and I'm thrilled to see what he's going to produce. No, I'll um, be honest though; I think Mass Effect Three suffered after he left, probably because he I think he left mid-development. Uh, so that. that sounds- Maybe, well, right? And what we're talking about now, Sam, is actually what the longest single game session you've managed to pull off in one sitting is. Uh, and Extra Life is an obvious choice, but do you have anything else? Um, Actually, when I got Sweet Code in 3, I stayed up for 24 hours. I remember the oh night I gosh. got it. Oh, my God. And I played it. And my, I just remember my parents, because like I said, it was right when it came out. I got it for Christmas. And I was like, see you guys later. Um, I've got some business to take care of. And I was sitting there with Sweet Code in 3, and 
it was just so awesome. Um, and then I proceeded to play it again as soon as I beat it. <laughs> Do I need to play Sweet Code in 1 or 2 to play Sweet Code in 3? No. Why would you want to play 3 if you could play 2? I don't exactly. know. That's why I'm asking you for advice. Hey, 3 was fun. I enjoyed it. That I, was love, my first uh, I love 3. I'm more of a 2 girl. I have played 2 probably. Do I need eight. to play Sweet Code in 1 to play Sweet Code in 2? Well, no, but they're all linked together, you know, yeah. so you'll get more out of it if you, you play okay. one. That's yeah. what I wanted to know. Okay. Yes. You should play them in order, generally speaking, because they all take place in the same universe. And Do they I take need place to play Cartia to play Shadow Hearts? No. You mean Kudelka. Kudelka, whatever. It starts yes. with a no. K. <laughs> Cartia is the card game, Chris. Okay. Do I need to play Kudelka to play Shadow Hearts? No. Everyone <laughs> says say everyone that. says not to do it, but the fact that they're linked has always made me think I need to do that. Yeah, man. No. It seems like these marketing departments got you down. You probably know, do right? read every tie-in novel, I know. get every side thing. I am a How's sucker for this. I'm going to read it. Don't you be? I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it in my. I'll, Anna, can I read Book of Cain on the cruise? Heck yeah! I don't know what she said. Heck yeah! <laughs> Heck yeah! Okay. <laughs> oh, that reminds me that speaking of these big tie-ins, Diablo is actually getting a a, a big one called the Diablo Three Diablo Three The Order, written by Nate Kenyon, which ties the events of hmm. Diablo Two to Diablo Three and covers, you know, how she how Deckard Cain meets Leia and all this other stuff. Apparently, it's gonna be like this integral bridge book. All right, I can try that out. It's on Look for more coverage soon on rpgamer.com. You interview at BlizzCon, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I think we're going to do some... We're going to talk to him again pretty soon, so look for that on the site. Look for Diablo on Sweet. Audible, and there are no books up yet. It's called The Order. The Order. It's probably not So, like, yet. the Book of Cain is more like the history of the entire world of Sanctuary. The Order is, like... This is what happened between two and three, and this yeah. is how everyone got here. It either doesn't have an audiobook or it's not even out yet, something like that. Okay. Oh, it comes out the same day as Diablo 3. Oh, May that would explain it. Okay. <laughs> the Order. Maybe we can pre order it on Amazon. Oh, it's the second. The, or- the first order on Amazon is some movie with Heath Ledger, Mark Addy, Shannon Sossaman, and Benno Foreman. Oh, that was a terrible movie, wasn't it? Yeah, three stars, according to the. Which is bad for Amazon, in case you're wondering, because everything's Yeah, inflated. people inflate. Because yeah. everything's amazing on Amazon. Diablo 3, The Order, which apparently I'm also supposed to pre-order. Uh, I'm supposed to order together Diablo 3, The Order, Diablo 3, The Book of Cain, and yep. the Diablo 3 Limited Edition Brady Games Game Guide, <laughs> which comes with a gold-looking oh, bookmark. <laughs> wait, wait, Everyone should read edition. more. It's, a 40 do- it's almost a $40 strategy guide. Um, it's marked down to 22 here. You know, the funny thing is, what the do you first need a strategy time a guide? Patch, yeah, exactly. Diablo. <laughs> Diablo, and it'll all change the, as they balance it. <laughs> and there's going to be a website that's going to have oh, everything on it. It's also like the Diablo. You can play the m- normal mode without even thinking. I mean, come on. Clickety click, oh, click. Have you played the beta yet, Chris? I did play through the beta. I beat the Isn't Delta. it fun? It is fun. I'm very It's happy. really, really fun. I love it. It's like Diablo I, 1. I thought I, I really that. was going to hate not having to sit there. and Because I, I really like in the old games sitting there and reading through all the books and just concentrating on that. But now they're doing One it night, like... Now they're doing it like to a bunch of the books on YouTube. Okay. No, uh, but I'm saying now you, it's like the audio blogs in... Um, audio logs in... Uh, Bioshock, and I realize that's just better. 
and yep. I really you don't I'm stop really, killing monsters. Keep exactly, going. it's awesome, and I and I I really like it. So I'm looking forward to discovering all the things in Diablo three. Oh, out. and it's so well voice acted. I mean, that's what sells it. It's because Deckard Cain's reading you. This is a bat, and it does crazy <laughs> I things. Know. That's the stuff that's going on. <laughs> Greetings. This the, is a bat. <laughs> they're missing some hotkeys to kind of control the playback of that stuff better. But um, other than that, that's pretty cool. Like this is a scary skeleton with a shield. <laughs> So he does that for basically every monster. They were like, the like, Emperor's pizza delivery men, but then they fell in a hole while talking on a cell phone. And, yeah. The ancient Haradrim looked in books of mystic magic to find therein the recipe for the secret pepperoni pizza. That reminds me, what am I going to get my that Garmin voice for? De- Remember that, uh, that Diablo 3... April Fool's joke? Where it was yes, a- with the, the Garmin voice. I want it. Turn left at the next light. Bathed in the rejuvenating blood of a hundred virgins. Oh my gosh. I love, uh, that's one of my favorite <laughs> books from Diablo 2 is the one about the Countess because you hear it like 5,000 yes. times. As you <laughs> it's every time. But <laughs> it's like, I got to find that damn book and listen to the guy talk about the darn Countess taking a bath in blood. But <laughs> it's like, it's grown on me. So I, I, I like, I kind of want overacted stuff like that. So anyway, uh, you won't believe it. Call of Duty Black Ops 2 has been announced. I nearly fell off of my chair. I never expected it. Codblops 2. Even the name is catchy to say. Maybe you guys can do a special release date podcast when it comes out. Rejoice sarcastically with me. But seriously, after how many sequels should a game die off? Well, technically, Black Ops is kind of its own series. So they've only had one sequel. It's yeah, no, but it's, Black Ops and Black Ops Two are their own thing. They're not connected you to the can Modern Warfare. Slap all the little subtitles on it you want. It's another Call of Duty game. All right. You know, to be honest, I was I I don't like Call of Duty, but the changes they're doing to this, the changes they're making to this title actually makes me interested in it. Like multiple endings, different choices. Uh, yeah, there's like a lot of yeah. What else? There's a little, like a little RTS element to it now. They're actually doing something. They know that if they keep on recycling the same formula over and over again without changing it up significantly, the series is going to die. And why are we talking about this on an RPG podcast? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I don't know why he's asking it. Um, how many sequels? Obviously, you're talking about a, a genre that has Final Fantasy thirteen two. So we, we're not really ones to condemn. I don't know. I don't think you, can you annualize an RPG franchise? Uh, not if you want them to be good. Uh, I think I guess- the, difference, the difference between the Final Fantasy games and Call of Duty is very, very clear. The Call of Duty games are just subsequent iterations of the same formula, endlessly refined. You really cannot say that about Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy thirteen two is nothing like Final Fantasy twelve or eleven or ten or nine. So why is they it even named as a sequel then? That's the weird part. I, well, it's just because, you know, <laughs> they can milk it better that way, I right? Guess so. Remember, Final Fantasy IX wasn't even a Final Fantasy game. It was uh, some spin-off title, and then it became Final Fantasy IX later on. Um, the I think you're process. talking about Xenogears and Final Fantasy VII. No, actually not. I'm talking about Final Fantasy IX. It was going to be a guy, some sort of uh, completely different, not even Final Fantasy. It was going to be like a separate spin-off title that was going to be on the side. And then what happened was... As the development went on and they dumped money into it, they said, oh, you know, slap a nine on it. And they did that. And the result, of course, is one of the best Final Fantasy games ever made. Um, but it- I question that because they out seven, eight, nine together, didn't they? No. Or no, they don't have a bunch of them together. 
It did. Oh, it must have been 10, 11, and 12. 10, 11, and 12, yes. Okay. Sorry. Not I, I, You know, one of the complaints that people have with Dragon Age 2 is that it felt like an annualized sequel. They reused so, – you know, they did they, – they took the steps that you would have to do to push out a game in less than 18 months. You know, reused constant textures. Uh, one That's main city. Over and over again. Forever. The only annualized uh, RPG that I can think of are MMOs. Dot .hack. The dot .hack series. That was uh, emu- uh, annualized to a degree. But didn't they just sort of break up into four parts? I don't know. I haven't played them, but I just seem to recall them coming out constantly. Yeah. I, there was a good period there in the PS2 era where there was like, dot .hack coming out this fall. Dot .hack coming out this fall. Come check out dot .hack at E3. It was like it was all, every month there was a preview of some dot .hack game. Hmm. So there you go. RPGs, take your time. We don't want them annualized. My friend, Game Informer, told me that these are the best Xbox Live Arcade games. And he lists a link. Let's see. Number one. Okay, where's the list? Oh, I hate this stuff. Geometry Wars, Retro Evolved. That's the first one. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, classic arcade port. Uh And Plus, which is a uh, jumping, platforming, gaming thingy. A Kingdom for Keflings, I've heard lots of things about. I have no idea how that works. And The Dishwasher, which is an action slash a lot of things game. Splosion Man, Platformer. Trials HD, Motorcycle, Bang Your Head on the Table in Frustration game. Uh, Shadow Complex, which is Metroidvania type game. Perfect Dark, which is a rare Why Don't They Make Games Anymore game. Uh, Dead Rising 2 Case Zero, which is uh, This Is All You Really Need of Dead Rising 2 game. Uh, Super Meat Boy, which is another bang your head on the head platforming game. Uh, pinball FX2, which is a pinball-y pinball game. And Elo Milo. Okay, this snake, this goes on forever. I'm tired of this. It does. So, what, what's his point? Um, please feel free to do some bragging. Show Hoffman how many of these you've actually played. I don't want to. Any, any of you guys want to? Are they all just, it's just a list of yeah. indie uh, platformers? RPGs, except for Twitterly? Uh, oh, Torchlight and Bastion. Guardian Heroes. No, is that we cover I'm that? Alliance. We cover Guardian, Torchlight. Guardian Heroes, Torchlight, Bastion. I own Bastion. Yeah, that's pretty much it. it. And you might you could make an argument for Shadow Complex, maybe if we cover. No, if you cover Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <laughs> I don't. No, know. it's because hit points don't appear over his head. Oh, okay, okay, all right, never mind. Um, yeah, there's our bragging. Moving on. There's been a lot of buzz about Nintendo catching up to the present and digitally distributing their games alongside physical copies. In a recent interview, Nintendo president Satoru Iwata said that the physical and digital games will have pricing parity and argued that the value of the game is in the software itself and that the distribution format for that software... This is the article, by the way, that Jim Sterling wrote that I really hated. Uh, that the digital f- distribution format for that software shouldn't have any impact on a game's value to the consumer. Do you agree or is this heresy? And... Okay. I think that some part of the price has got to come from the cost in shipping, boxing, and creating, and that's just a, that's just a reality of of the market. So, of course, the phys- if you're going to be really honest, and you're not going to you're not going to subsidize your costs, then you're going to have to charge a little bit more for the box copy. And I don't mean like $20 more, but, you know, $5 more and say, okay, that's going to cover the cost of your instruction manual in your box. The they don't even do those anymore. 
The thing is that they're going to charge the same for digital copies as they are for physical copies. They want to make and the more problem money. is is that Nintendo has been caught neatly in Sony's trap because Sony got there first, and Sony said we are going to make digital copies five dollars cheaper. So if Nintendo doesn't follow suit, they're greedy bastards. They're only looking off their bottom line. Blah blah blah. Well, but isn't that kind of true anyway? Because they are, I want to that. I mean, they they do want more money, and it's certainly their right to ask for it. Yes. Um, the problem know. is, is that it's a it's an appearance thing. It's a pure thing. Yeah. People are used to paying at this point. People are used to paying books cheaper. Yep. For a digital copy. Well, no, not so, that many people own Vitas. Have you not seen their sales? Uh, <laughs> okay, but I mean, Sony Sony got there first. Sony set the precedent. And Nintendo's choice is to basically um, endure a mountain full of very cranky people who want to know why they're not five bucks cheaper or cave in and do it five bucks cheaper. You know, it's funny. Games on demand. Aren't those games full price on Xbox yep. Live? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And no one complains about that. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Are they full price? Yes, they just uh, go on sale more often. I mm, okay. Some are and some aren't. Yeah, I don't think they all are. Like I want to say, some launched at lower prices than their original retail price. But Shadow they were also, uh, Shadowrun was one of them. Yeah, because they were no longer selling for so, full price in retail, and they at least matched right, the lower retail price. They, so they launched at the current retail yeah, price. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's six of one half of the other. And you should note, um, Sony has only been doing that five dollars cheaper for Vita. Like when Mass Effect Three came out, that was same price on PSN. Okay. Um, actually, I was gonna say when I bought Hakuoki digitally, it was I it was five dollars cheaper that than is, the uh, is that the a box P- version. Is that a PSP? That's a PSP game. PSP. PSP. Okay. Yeah. So there's the, so the the portables they're doing it for both portables. All right. Mm. Yeah, I I just I noticed that because I was like, hmm, five dollars cheaper, or Gosh. wait till Amazon decides to send me a box, and I got impatient and said, screw it. I'll now. be honest with you guys, I think this is a no-brainer. All three console companies are going to do the same pricing because they don't want to alienate the retail partners um, for their main console games, and you might see discounts in the portable arena. You know, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be a handheld thing. I'm I'm not saying that it's going to be like a PS3 thing or anything like that. I say don't even worry about Nintendo's online pricing until you know how they're going to handle their content and your account. Oh, my gosh. If, Have you heard those rumors, Manny? Oh, that, no, please like, tell me. I want to hear. Well, we're we're, we're going to hear about it at E3. You're going to buy the game for your Wii U, and it may not come with you to another system? Like, it just tied <sighs> to that system? Duh. Yeah. But, you know, uh, any there's, inherently there's a lot piece of... of complicated technology has a risk of breaking. And if I need to <laughs> beg and plead to Nintendo to Nintendo's customer service support, please, sir, please let me move my games over. Please no. get it. I think and Lucifer is like you lose man the that system can talk about stolen. how yes. difficult it is. It is for a giant. Was when they first came out. Well, Microsoft's I a lot better them now. for ages, and they finally instituted a policy well after the fact yeah. of allowing people to transfer their licenses, which I should point out, Nintendo still has not introduced nope. and will not ever do so, according to their yeah. fine customer service. We had a Wii break here uh, a few months ago, and they said, unless you send it to us and pay us to repair it, we yeah. will not allow you to transfer your licenses. Uh, I say don't give Nintendo your digital money for your games. Don't. 
because you don't yeah. know how they're going to handle it. Just and not only that though, how many like like everyone's saying you can't re-download it. You're probably going to be able to download it once. Well, when are you going to store this? I mean, how much hard drive space is you going to actually have on this machine? We don't know. We won't know till E3. One yeah. gig. 640K is all you'll ever need. <laughs> My feelings about Nintendo can always be summed up with this. Dear Chris, thanks for your recent letter. I can see why you want to see games like Xenoblade, The Last Door, <laughs> or Pandora's Tower released here in the Americas. But at this time, we have no new information to offer or announcements to make regarding these games. I realize this is disappointing, but your comments have been documented and made available for other departments here to use as they see fit. We appreciate what our consumers <laughs> find <laughs> important. <laughs> In hey, words, Jim, do you have any scrap paper? <laughs> yeah, I got a whole stack here. Yeah, we're out of toilet paper. All right, let's get the letters. <laughs> the Operation Rainfall letters? Yeah. <sighs> Boys and girls, remember, you can now download the Mother 3 fan translation from mother3.fobby.net. It's F-O-B-B-Y dot N-E-T. Thank you, you Sean. Thank not- you. Oh, one last thing. Yeah. Checking did, did you guys ever see Nintendo doing like big like discounts on their digital titles? I just don't Never. think no. that's in their culture. Um, the virtual, the way that the WiiWare is set up and their virtual console, there is no such thing as sales. There is no such thing as changing a price. You know what? Buy your phys- buy it from Amazon. It'll drop like fifty bucks in two, like twenty bucks in two weeks. Just get it physical. There you go. Master Chief is <sighs> I'm right. I'm sorry. Which game are you talking about? I was still mad at Nintendo. Oh no! I was just saying. Do you think Nintendo will ever reduce the prices on their on their game, their digital oh, titles? And ooh, everyone's saying no. no. So like, just buy them physically. Uh, I know that they, they don't do that on Supposedly, WiiWare, for example. Supposedly, the newest iteration of the 3DS shop is going to support sales. What? Like it? Like that's a software feature? Yeah. Uh, apparently. Okay. Whatever. Oh, we just needed an update. That's all. It had nothing to do with the policy. Let's start the news, guys. Fortunately, it's a short news week, so even though we've gone a bit long, don't worry, long. not much happened. Number no, one, it's, it's, it's a little bit busy for MMO news, so it's going to be MMO in a minute and a half this oh, week. Oh, all right. Not, more like a discussion about it. Somebody in the chat room just, suspe- just suggested I try to get Reggie to sign that letter at E3. <laughs> That's a brilliant <laughs> idea! <Awesome>. Yes! <laughs> Can you sign this? It'd be awesome. I don't know. <laughs> do it. Oh, do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, that's amazing. That's that's first class trolling. I, that's effectively I could just go up and knee him in the balls and it would be less offensive, I think. You know? I don't no, know. No, no, no. I, I, I know he would, too. Some of the balls. Yeah, you have to bring with Chris. Signature first. I'm then not the doing that. Calls. I'm not doing that. You guys are going to send do lots it. of emails to convince me of that one. All right. Send it emails, people. This is the best idea RP Gamer has ever had. <laughs> Grand Knight's history is no more, at least in the U.S. Exceed uh, said, hey, you know what, guys? Um, there's no development resources available with Vanillaware right now, so we're not bringing that game over. Uh, sad. It's sad. a very weird statement. I've never heard this listed as a reason before. Um, apparently this is similar, uh, claims Mr. Michael Tidwell, normal podcast contributor to kind of how, uh, uh, the development studio behind Dragon Quest seven just kind of disappeared at some point during the development. <laughs> if you pull oh, people off, yeah. put them on I mean, projects. I can tell you what happened. We know okay. at this point. Oh, what happened? So Vanillaware and Ignition were supposed to work together on Dragon's Crown 
and they put a they threw ignition was supposed to put a bunch of money towards it and then ignition was like yeah we don't feel like paying you any money so vanillaware panicked and had to get alice to help them with um um but that's Dragon's a Crown. totally different game yes but because the they people... were struggling so much with Dragon's Crown, yeah. they are not going forward with Grand Knight history right now. But Dra- Grand Knight's history is already out in Japan. Yes. This is the weird part. Uh, why can't just, why do we need Vanillaware involved in this at all? Why isn't the I, code being... You didn't bring... know that developers in Japan were involved in localization? <laughs> I, how close we, do we need them? Very. Apparently. Yeah, they need to insert, for, for one thing, they need to insert all of the text. I don't know. You go back to the Super Nintendo days, you didn't need that much. Um, yeah, you did. No, you didn't. I know because I've listened to the podcast with the people talking about how they did it. Okay. <laughs> Apparently it's a lot just harder talk- now. <laughs> yeah, just talking to people at Natsume at some of the N64 stories and stuff like that. Like, it, it wasn't any easier uh, back N64's, then. It, it, no, it certainly Nintendo. has gotten more complicated because the coding process has gotten more complicated. But yes, you need uh, a considerable amount of developer support to localize I, the game. And I would think it'd just be like a couple people who are going in there and doing text replacement, maybe adding some extra dialogue timings or something like that. But apparently it takes no, a lot of a lot effort. Of QA is actually done by the parent company. Ah, they got to QA it. That's what we're yeah. missing. Okay. I mean, it, uh, the, the amount of bugs that show up in a game that show up once you've added in English that don't show up before is absolutely staggering. Oh, come on. So that hasn't them, stopped game developers in the past. Let's just have no, no, I, buggy, I mean, buggy I can give you a like, really relevant one. Like Harvest Moon 3DS has a slowdown issue in English that oh. it doesn't have in Japanese. Wow. And it is the if you once you've inserted the English, it's an issue. If you reinsert the Japanese on top of it, it's still an issue. They have no idea what causes it. They have I don't know if they figured out how to fix it yet. Weird. That's not my side of the business, so I don't get to hear about that kind of fun stuff. That's a game that's out already. Yeah, so it's been out for since like September. Yeah, I don't pay attention to Harvest Moon. That's your job. Uh, Golden Week. Oh, that's a weird name. Oh, Persona 4. Golden. That's what Golden would... Hey, you guys want to play Persona 4 in the Vita? No. No? Okay. Yes! Sorry. One yes, one no. Sam, where you stand? I might actually get a Vita for this. Oh, purchase a Vita for this. (laughs) All right. <laughs> buy a buy a Wii for this game. Now available on Blu-ray we'll on your 360. Because we'll I'm still a little bit on the fence about the whole system and everything. So. Oh, it's a great system. Uh, the problem is, yeah, we like, need good more. Games wouldn't it be nice if we had some games? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, that's basically what's been holding me back. It's like every time I'm around Chris's, yeah, I'm playing Hot Shots Golf. But one <laughs> one non RPG isn't enough to convince me about my system. Now, one super special awesome RPG that I really love and I know I play for 150 hours. You haven't beaten Persona 4 in the PS2 yet. I'm really close. You're Besides, really close. I played both Persona 3 and Persona 3 PS2. <laughs> Why don't you prove that you actually finished it? <laughs> All right. So this is uh, this is one that I will not be picking up because I have not gotten to the Persona 4 portables. Um, however, it looks awesome. They're adding lots of stuff, um, more voice acting, more scenes, more relationships, more everything, you know. 
They make it's it's the quintessential version of Persona 4. And of course, for those of us who prefer to play our games on a television with a proper sound system, um, no, just you're not allowed. Uh, this is portable only. So shut up and go play it on the couch. Apparently, so uh, that my now, only complaint what is that. Is arena? I, yeah, what? What system is Arena again? Uh, that's PS3. Oh, okay. And Xbox 360. Yeah. So I'll be playing. I that. already know. I pre-ordered that. <laughs> I'll be playing that. <laughs> Did you get it on PS3, Chris? Um, uh, no, I I didn't think I needed to pre-order it. Um, apparently, I do. Well, no, I'm just asking if you're going to get it. Or oh, are you well, PS3 not pre-ordering or... an Atlas game? Why not? Well, you sh- like, you're supposed to do fighting games on PS3. That's kind of what you do. I haven't played a fighting game in forever, so... Oh, okay. Well, um... I just picked PS3 because... That's the preferred system for me. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of the the fighting system, fighting game system for some reason, and uh, that's uh, where oh, I'll be picking this up too. What's your big stick for? Uh, that's technically for 360, but I've bought a thing to mod it and make it work on both. Okay. So I need to do that still. It's gonna be fun. So I plan to do that on PS3, uh, unless I hear lots of people say no, 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 no. We're gonna have it on 360 because I actually want to play friends on this one, and it would be. Nice well, if you get it on PS3, you can play it with me. Yay. Did you watch as long the as you t- don't fight me for Mitsuru. Did you watch the uh, tutorial video? I did. Yeah. I'm, it's going to take me from now until the game comes out just to master that video. So. <laughs> I guess as long as you don't fight me for Mitsuru, Oh, I'm sure you can both good. play as Mitsuru if you, at the same time. No, no, no. Yeah, there will be no Mitsuru. two Mitsurus. There will only be one. Hey, hey, don't tell me what's in my fantasies. Uh. <laughs> uh, anyway, as far as Persona 4 Golden, I just got to say, come on, guys, give us a PS3 version as well or something so we can play it on the console. I mean, what's up with this portable only improvements? Disguise is doing this as well. Like the, the quintessential version of the new Disguise games are on the portables and not on the consoles. Like, I don't get it. Well, these are Japanese games. You make games for your audience. And their audience is a handheld audience. Well, then why do the originals not come out on handhelds? Like, why was Persona 4 on the on the console, like on the TV, if it's such I'm a just saying, like, it's a good It's a good excuse. Hey, we have a new, better version of it on P- on Vita. Mm. I know you guys love the Vita. Go get it. Ah, my real I love favorite. the Vita more when there's something on it that I can't play somewhere else. That's it. I need to move somewhere where I have a train ride. You don't want Uncharted's new adventure? <laughs> uh, I hope you're not serious. Uh. <laughs> but but there's a new just... kill zone and resistance coming. Uh, resistance. Right. I can just see Scott getting upset if I do buy the Vita version what just is... because he's like, I'm almost done the PS2 one, and then you go buy that. Can someone explain like... to me why both Uncharted and Persona both have titles with the word golden in them? No clue. On their Vita games. Is this like a Vita naming thing? Everything's golden showers? I don't Let's get hope it. not. I That's it. terrible. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's Japanese, not it's German. The gold, Chris. It's the um, golden umbrella of Vita ports. Please, you're giving Americans too much credit. Oh. <laughs> the Elder Scrolls has two announcements this week. The first. There's well, an, ex- the there the an expansion <laughs> coming called Dawnguard. Dawnguard. Yes. Yay. You see the memes that Is it so on much? Can, uh, can I? Clarify something. I used first, to be an Chris. expansion, then I got shot in the knee or something. No, not even close. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> it, was all, it was all about it was all planned on dawn and guard. Oh I, no, I don't. I haven't seen those memes. Ah, oh, I forget it then. 
Yeah, yeah. People want to know: Does this DLC fix all the bugs on the PS3 version? <laughs> Probably not. No. No. What actually does is, is that how it, it burns works. The disc. It burns the disc. Oh, okay. It, it burns work. the disc. It doesn't That's work anymore. Great. It frees you from your Skyrim oppression. <laughs> Praise be to the light. By the way, comes out on 360 first, PS3 and PC players. Yeah, all you PC players, ones who supported Bethesda all those years. Yes, yeah, screw you. You wait for the DLC. You know, but whatever. <laughs> Love that. <sighs> That's actually kind of depressing. I know it is. It is depressing. But don't worry about it because they announced something else for all you PC players. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So do oh, we know anything whoa. about Dongard? Uh, no, we don't know anything okay. about Dongard. I don't. Okay. Have you ever heard anything? Because it took them so long to to do this one, it's going to be more Shivering Isles than. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm hoping. Than uh, Anchorage Operation Anchorage. So, know. so I heard in some announcements I've heard it described as an expansion, and other ones it's a DLC. So I'm seeing now it's a DLC, and that makes me sad because that means it's not necessarily like Shivering Isles, right? Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I'm ex- I really do want more substantial content because I mean, that's what made Oblivion so great. What everyone was speculating on a while back is that you know the whole darn world map is in Skyrim, so they could do a ton of stuff if they really wanted to. But I guess we have to see them do it. But uh looks like they're going to do that elsewhere. The Elder Scrolls is going to be an MMO. That's right. It's official. The Elder Scrolls Online... <laughs> Oh, wow, it gets better. It'll be out in 2013. <laughs> it's being For set 1,000. PC and Mac. It's amazing. Yeah, that's weird. They already announced a Mac version. Game will be 1,000 years before the events of Skyrim. Players oh will be facing God. off against a powerful Daedric Prince. Uh, you'll be able to adventure through the entire land of Tamriel, as well as participate in PvP between three factions. It's currently slated to be out in 2013. Why would you buy this? Yeah. Why would anyone buy this? I, it's going why, to- Disaster. It'll be the loneliest MMO ever created. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Or the well, buggiest. I don't know. Fair, to be fair, they're, they're saying, I know, I know, we can just crap on it, but I'll, yeah. I'll give the other perspective. Uh, you know, they're, they're saying some interesting things about how it's going to be 100, 100, on, uh, 100 versus 100 PvP. The greatest PV play, PvP player will, when that faction takes over a city or takes over the entire land, will become the emperor of the land. Ooh. So there's actually like, you know, Peter Molyneux says interesting things, too. Is this the MMO that, like, a Dark Age of Camelot guy is involved with? Or is this, uh, was that another one I heard about this week? I can't even remember yeah. anymore. If you guys look on the OVF, there's a ton of people. console title. They're going to not yeah, because M- that's where it was first announced. It it wasn't technically announced. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Online has actually only been teased as part of Game Informer trying to get people to buy the next edition of the magazine, the next uh, yeah, copy of the magazine. Yeah, it got leaked big... onto NeoGAF. Did it actually get leaked? Because oh, yeah, everything's Informer... there, all the info. Oh, yeah. I didn't I mean, know that. NeoGAF okay. had stuff two days ago, okay. yesterday at the very least, and it I was like yesterday that. early morning, and then they announced it later in the day. They kind of got. They kind of had to. Yeah, they they <laughs> yeah. put up and uh, everyone been putting up uh, the official stuff at least has all been pointing you to buy the magazine, buy Game Informer because obviously yep. this is a paid. The screenshots exclusive. are up too. Have you seen the screenshots? <laughs> no, I haven't. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, everything leaked. The game uh, started development in two thousand seven, and unfortunately, it looks like it. <laughs> well, here's I, the thing that confuses me: is this is going to be a pay to play? Nobody knows. I, I can't Probably. be. Well, be I mean, insane. guys, they're saying they're coming out in 2013, so it has to have started development around then, right? 
Yeah, 2007, Lee said. All right, here we go. I finally found the thread. And wall of text, wall of text, wall of text. Um, old thread. Is that the one from today? No. Okay. Uh, There's a new one that went up earlier today that can... Uh, conglomerated all the information into one. Uh, that's the one I'm reading, but there's no screenshots, so they must got pulled down or something. Oh, it's easy to find. I just Google. <laughs> just Google it. Oh. Shows oh. up in two seconds. But you know, they're saying some interesting things, and it's Mac PC. Na- I mean, it's 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 PC and Mac native on day one, which is something most MMOs don't do. I can only think of like one other MMO, which is like Firefall, that's gonna have like a Mac version on day one. Um, that's was it Wow Day One PC Mac? Oh, you're right. I mean, it's outside of WoW, and that's what I meant. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I found There's... a screenshot, but it doesn't look that bad. What am I missing? Oh, it doesn't look great. Some of them look a little... Uh, the ones but I'm think... seeing look like the characters have better detail than Skyrim, so I must be looking at something wrong. Nope. Well, maybe you should send me the link. I, I just did Elder Scrolls Online in Google Images. And... <laughs> And I know Google Images is a, a dangerous place to be, but they're all like six hours ago. Do you have parental ago. safety It's like a dude in blue them. and a dude in purple walking. No, I don't. And they were just walking. So it doesn't really show any gameplay. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm looking at. And then some dudes walking around and some concept art and some Ouroboros type of things. Um, it's still early. I just Some of the environments look really flat. Did I say that right? But- Sultan Ouroboros, Ouroboros, Ouroboros. I don't know. Ouroboros. Ouroboros. He he sent in a segment on that. I can't even remember it. I feel so terrible. It's because he stopped sending in segments. It's all his fault. He's in the chat room right now. That's why I give him a crap. All right, Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, these guys with an MMO, and it better be like started in 2007. If it's not like, if it's going to be out in 2013, that's all I'm saying. Because like. Um, Uroboros. Okay, good. So, uh, yeah, it'll be delayed and it'll be buggy. So there's you go. Do we know who's actually developing it? It says Zenimax Online Studios. So they've built a separate studio uh, just for this. The game will be developed by Zenimax Online rather than Bethesda. So it's some studio that Zenimax has set up who owns Bethesda. So I don't know what that means. Other than maybe it's not buggy. It could be interesting. Some of the stuff they're talking about PvP and how you control the world and the different factions. And apparently the entire continent's (gasps) open, so there's tons of room for expansion. Do you think maybe they were going to abbreviate this game as just scrolls, and that's why they're all upset at um, Notch? Scrolls online? Dude, you're going to log into scrolls? Like, no, they just expected people to call it that, maybe? Dude, I'm logging into scrolls. You want to play some scrolls tonight? Why would you call it that? I don't know. Are you infirm? Because it's better than ESO, because that sounds like PSO, and that would give people a good feeling. I don't know. Uh, you're right. That's unfair. It looks better than Oblivion. It really does. It looked better than so. Skyrim in the screenshots I was looking at, but they are tiny, so. Hmm. Oh, the characters look nicer. That's all I meant. Because <laughs> the Skyrim characters still don't look all that great. <laughs> but, so yeah, pay to, do you guys see this pay to play? Oh, is that what it says? No, I'm asking you. Do you guys see this as being a pay-to-play? No, I'm concerned if it's going to be pay-to-play. Oh, yeah, it's dead. Then we can start um, laughing right now. Everyone start laughing. (laughs) 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 Uh, Guess what? You can't be a werewolf or a vampire, so who cares? It certainly has the... 
I think it has enough of a following that it could be buy to play. They say it looks With like Swotor, and that does not what this looks like. What are they talking about? All right. Uh, well, why I, does, I, I don't understand. Wait, 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 wait. Why can't this be pay to play for a while? I don't get it. I, mean, I why, think pay to plays are pretty much done. Ah, uh, you say that, but WoW trundles onward. Yeah, WoW's still going. Uh, Terra just launched, and they seem happy, so I, I don't get where that's coming from. Of course they seem yeah, happy. I just launched. I don't think there's well, going to be that many more. Okay. I think we're going to slowly move to free-to-play at launch and buy-to-play. Hmm. Winter I don't think that people enough. are used to paying... You know, sixty to one hundred and fifty dollars for their Elder Scrolls game, and they'd be okay paying that out of the box. But especially if they have it on any of the game consoles later down the line, it's hard to do subscription fees on the consoles. I mean, Final Fantasy Eleven did it, and that was a pain in the butt. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Three player factions: the Nords, the Dunmer, and the Argonians. The Nords. Oh wait, no. Yeah. That's part of. That's all one faction. The wait, other... wait. Did we all watch the trailer yet? Uh there's a trailer. <laughs> yeah, it just came out today. Yeah, it's like a one minute <laughs> teaser where an Ouroboros goes around and the guy narrates kind of some of the story beats. I did see that earlier today. There's okay. no. Ah, oh, the mystical Ouroboros. Yes. That's quite a treasure you have there in that Uroboros. That Roderick Cube. <laughs> if you bring me enemies, or you bring me items, I'll identify them for free. And that's and that's basically the trailer. Or, or is that Diablo 2? Whatever. So there you go. That is... Uh, that. <laughs> Time has come to there's, face the There's no gameplay in the trailer. There's no gameplay in the trailer. They want you to buy the magazine, see all the screenshots. Then we'll hear more about it after the magazine hits. And then I'm sure we're going to spend a lot of time over at Bethesda's booth. Trickle, 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 trickle. Yes, yes, yes. Eh, I'm already tired of talking about this game. Um, Ragnarok Odyssey. What the heck is this? And is it related to Ragnarok Online? It's a monster hunter type game. Yes, that X-Seed has announced that it's coming over here. Apparently, it's been in Japan for a little while. Uh, it's a Vita game. and No, it's not a Vita game. Yes, it is. It is a Vita game. Okay, sorry. The other They, they announced two Vita games. That's why I got confused. Sorry. Two Vita games, Orga Rhythm, which is a, a rhythm action game that I'll probably get, and then a monster hunting game called Ragnarok's Odyssey, which makes me think, like, RO has Ragnarok. How is that not a copyright thing? Is that actually... It's made by Game Arts. I was going to say, it's made Ragnarok by is an ancient concept that you would have a tough time copywriting. I am sure if we can if we can sue over the word scrolls being in your name. Um, sue unsuccessfully? <laughs> sure. Um, they settled. Yeah. They didn't lose. There's an important difference. Uh-huh. Anyway. So I'm going to, I'm making a new game called Norse Mythology. I'm trademarking that. Just call it Norse mythology. Norse mythology, all the, everything that's ever existed with Norse mythology, <laughs> I, I own that. I trademarked it, so don't use the word Thor. I'm call it Viking the game. Wait, and is any Thor game that trademarked has Vikings by Marvel? Probably, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so then you point. can then you can trademark random. <laughs> you can trademark <laughs> Thor. 
See, I'm going to trademark Venus, Jupiter, Mars, Mercury, and anytime anyone goes to a planet, they'll have to pay me money. I am sure Thor is trademarked in as many contexts as they will legally let them get away with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then, in that case, then yeah, you could totally trademark Ragnarok, which is even more obscure concept than the name of a god. <laughs> <laughs> My game is called Odin. All right, so Ragnarok Odyssey coming to the Americas, and that's really all we know. And some people say it's middling. Some people are like, it's got better multiplayer than Monster Hunter. Some people are like, I already have a Monster Hunter game. It's called Monster Hunter. No thanks. So I don't know where this is gonna, <laughs> where this is gonna go. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> what do you like to play, Monster Hunter? Monster Hunter. <laughs> hey, guess what, Chris? Yeah. The Mother One and Two translation was released almost a year ago today. Wow. It's true. Happy April 29th, 2011, Mother 1 and 2 translation patch Weren't was released. Were those games both already translated? No. No. They were J- JP only. No, no. Mother 2, oh, you mean like, no. yeah, yeah, there was a Mother 0 There was a Mother 1 that, that was pretty much done, and Mother 2, which was Earthbound, and that was done. It was done. But this is a translation of the GBA version, which is somewhat extended the, slightly. Oh. So it has a can you explain to me as a Mother fan, what's up with this whole assertion about Beatles music being in the Mother games? Is that true? Uh, no, not really. I mean, there's like a like a bar or two of some Beatles song. Bar and of course, you know, lawyers, you know how lawyers are. So that's the reason why. That's often given as the reason why we will never get Earthbound or Mother a 3 A bar here. of a song is really, that can't be. No, I don't, I don't think it is personally. But whatever. That's that's like good urbanist, though. All right. All right. Hmm. I'll have to listen to that later. I want to find that song and then the Beatles song and see what's up with this. All right. Dungeons of Dreadmore. We cover that, right? Yes, Uh, we do. All right. It's a dungeon crawling game, kind of a roguelike, I believe. Right? Yep. Yeah. (laughs) You see, I'm so knowledgeable about indie games. Uh, It's getting Steam Workshop support. So there's going to be free DLC, and then uh, it's called the... Oh, this is funny. It's called the You Have to Name the Expansion Pack. That's the name of the expansion pack. Uh, apparently, they resented the fact that they had to add a name in there. Uh, it'll have new skills, monsters, items, wonky geometry, and uh, a lot of community main mods put together. And it will, uh, let's see, it'll have, uh, we assume, make it very easy for you to make mods for the game and distribute them to everybody just like you can with Skyrim on the PC right now with the Skyrim Workshop. So, that's cool. Speaking of Steam, I like this one. So you're at work, and you hear about this new awesome game, and you're like, it's on sale, and I want to play it tonight. Oh, my, OMG, I paid $5. I want to I want to get it installed and play it as soon as I get home and get my, uh, get my McDonald's or whatever it is you're going to eat and shove into your gullet. Well, how do you do that? Because once you get home, you have to wait for the game to download, and it takes 85 hours. Well, you can knock a few of those hours off, according to um, some talk that we've got going on about future features coming to Steam by logging into the website and saying, hey, click it, and it'll install to your desktop, as long as your desktop is on, of course, and logged into Steam. So you'll be able to start a download to your home PC from your web browser, and uh, apparently also to through the Steam mobile app on iPhone, Android type stuff. So that's pretty cool, right? Doesn't that sound kind of dangerous? How? Um, I don't know, remotely permitting something to download onto your computer. How safe is that in general? Uh, well, considering it's not a random site that Steam is going out to, but to Steam, oh, which no, it's already true. logged into, it should be fine. 
Yeah, but Steam has been hacked. I, I mean, you're not communicating to your PC directly. It's not going. I mean, it is. You are telling Steam, "Hey, when you see my PC login, say I want this to download." You do this already with your 360. You um, you can okay. go to Microsoft's website and say, "Download this game," and it'll do it if you left it on, or it'll just do it automatically next time you turn it on. This is kind of the same thing as that. I don't think That's... it's fa- dangerous. Okay. I mean, I wasn't asking because I was suspicious. I was asking because I was actually curious. Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, what do you, any, am I the only one who would use this? Am I the only Steam gamer on the show? I use Steam, but I don't play games enough on it that it would matter to me. Uh, yeah. I play Portal the, and Team Fortress, and which, that's yeah, it. I only that would already when I have to. Yes, and I hate Steam. I don't hate Steam. You hate its DRM. I don't like... Some of its features. As a user, I don't appreciate Steam. As a part of a publisher team, I appreciate them more. Because hmm. now it's better than Origin. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Origin is fine now. <laughs> it's totally fine now. It's fine now. It's fine now. Hey, it's fine. you're they, never gonna lose. The they made it so you can play some of your games even after they banned you. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> that's great. That, I'm sure that cuts a lot of ice with the people who haven't been able to access their games for the past year. Hey, they can do it now. <laughs> yeah, I like EA now. I don't think so, Chris. It's fine now, not fine going back. <laughs> Just now. I didn't say Sorry, it was fine. Twice shy, I think is the saying. <laughs> um, Manny, so let me ask you a question. All right. Say good timing. You- I just came back from buy- making a bunch of food. Oh, good. Say you want to oh. buy an Xbox 360. Okay, I'm but listening. you don't have a lot of money. Okay, so what I would do is I would save a little bit every month until I had enough to purchase nah, the nah, part nah, that I wanted. No, nah. we don't even need to do that. We've got, we got a deal for you, Manny. Wait Okay, you I'm listening. This. 99 bucks. I'll give you an Xbox 360. Oh, and this one's pretty good. It'll have okay. a connect with it, too. Wow, and that's a great And Xbox deal. Live. How do you like that? <laughs> That's a great price drop. Microsoft must really love their consumers. All we need from you is fifteen bucks a month for two years. Wait, uh, two years two commitment. Years. Um, and Wait, if did you the math on this, doesn't it work out to being like four hundred and ten percent financing? It is uh, four hundred and fifty nine dollars. Actually, it's being more. Ten percent more. So what we're really saying is that let's take advantage of poor, dumb people who don't have any money and don't know better. Well, okay. I'm hearing varying numbers about how much it would cost to just buy these products. So for the Connect bundle with four gigs and Connect and stuff, and then uh, adding on two uh, Xbox Live Gold years, right? It's going to be anywhere from like four hundred twenty to three hundred eighty dollars or something. I say less right. because it's going to be a price drop. I'm sorry. Of- I'm sorry. Wait. Wait. What? What is that, many? I'll say I think it's going to be less because there's going to be a price drop soon. Oh, Two, there's tons of sales on if you do a little bit of shop. Black Friday, for example, you can get that same bundle for a hundred or hundred fifty dollars less, and you can currently get Xbox Live for thirty to five to forty dollars on Amazon.com and buy, BestBuy.com and and Buy.com, which is much lower than the sixty dollars they want every year. So I think you can actually save quite a bit more if you're just willing to wait and do a little bit of comparative shopping. Yeah, so the this article uses the assumption that Xbox Live costs you sixty bucks a year, which is just not true. You're not trying. 
It's why would bu- you buy it at all? You don't even not- have to try, and it's forty bucks a year. Um, yeah, so this is for people who want to do online gaming on the cheap and want to pay it off over time. And it'll cost you four hundred fifty nine dollars. Hey, at least it's not here's as bad idea. as a cell phone contract. All right, Wait, guys. Here's an idea, Chris. Here's an idea. You want to do online gaming on the cheap? Yeah. A. Turn on your computer, or B, get a Best Buy card and finance yourself a PlayStation 3. But, Sean, video cards are really hard to install. Oh, for heaven's sake. They cost a lot of money. Uh, You people are sloth. Now, it is a lot. If you you do not have a gaming PC, it is cheaper to buy into a console, hands down. It is cheaper, and it is easier to buy into a console. Not true, because the Xbox 360 is, at this point, a seven-year-old piece of hardware even your crappy $600 laptop or $500 laptop will be able it's to play f- decent games on Steam. I was, and it'll be used for, for more than just playing games. Yeah, That's but right. I challenge you to get Skyrim working on that laptop and look you as good can, as the 360. You can, because Skyrim will run on Ivy Bridge, an integrated graphics processor Way. at 1650 by 1080 or whatever. Okay. It will work. It will totally work. Work as well as the console. Well, these are just- technically laptops that aren't out yet, right? Okay, fair enough. But pretty soon, every laptop will have will have Ivy Bridge built in. Okay, it's true. And so, as long as you're careful and you don't buy a discount laptop that cheaped out on the graphics, then you should be good to no, go. No, that's the thing, though. That's the that's the the beauty of these of this Intel. Oh, um, you IGP think some initiative. integrators won't do it? I think they will. I think they'll find a way to to strip you that strip that out and still screw you on the. You graphics. can't strip it out. It's built under. It's built under the same place as the CPU. There are no part numbers that don't have it. Hmm. No, the, okay, there's only two part numbers. There's the HD 2500, which is crappy, and yeah. there's the HD 4000. Right. Most computers will have the HD 4000 right, so built we, into the processor. Right. But by your own admission, then, you have to make sure you don't have the 2500. Okay, fine. Fair enough. But most will have the HD yes. 4000, okay. and it costs the same price as current laptops or current desktop PCs with the HD 3000. Well, $99 is still less than that. A lot it's less not, than that. It's not, yeah, but it's not. But it's but when you're done, you spent four hundred dollars, and you can get yeah. a laptop that has multi-use. It's multi-use. Yeah, but that's over the course of two years. It's so uh, finance your PS3 instead. There you go. Where do I do well, that? By the way, Best Buy. Fi- Best Buy. I can finance a PS3 with a Best you can Buy finance card. Finance anything in the store on a Best oh, Buy card. Right, Absolutely. Right, right. This doesn't require a credit check. <laughs> of course it doesn't. You know what also doesn't require a check, credit check? If you go down to the local you know, skin flint with this little shop that gives you an advance on your paycheck at like 5,000% interest, yep. he doesn't require a credit check either. All right, so this deal is only going to be available at Microsoft stores. You won't be able to walk into a Best Buy and do this. this so there's like one of those. Isn't there on Earth? Well, you look, for, you look for an Apple store, and then you actually look at the stores around it, and you might notice one. That's not true, actually. That's how you find I know, I I, mean either. So that's what I. I think that's how it works in San Francisco. I don't know how it works in the rest of the country. (laughs) There, there are no Microsoft stores. There's just they do exist. They do go go to YouTube. They do weird dances there. Um, Great. Yes. (laughs) A store that tries to emulate Goldshire. Fantastic. Oh man, you know they might actually still do a credit check too. That would be fun. It's full of naked dancing women. I must go there. No, <laughs> no, no, don't. All right, that's it for news. Let's talk about what we've been playing, guys. Hey, no more news. Hey. And girls. Okay, MMO in a minute oh. and a half. Oh right, that's news. Anna, MMO in a minute and a half for us. You asked me to get this done, and then I, I and did... then you. Get a... 
I don't have a way to remind myself of it in my delicious list. It's my fault. Why don't you put it in the podcast notes? I, it would need to be a website. It's really weird how my workflow works. Anyway, please, MMO in a minute and a half. Miss Pandaria Beta raises level cap, two new dungeons emerge. WoW has also launched item recovery program with hilarious video. Atlas Online launches Shadowland Online. Hellgate's May events have been detailed. Terra launches with subscription problems, account errors, yet still hits number one on the Amazon downloads. And reveals a big old list of stuff they changed for North America. Um, after an embarrassing leak, Bethesda announces Elder Scrolls Online. Dominus, officially dead. Forge of Empires expands into French, Dutch, and Polish versions. Diablo 3, Royal Money Auction House fees revealed uh, 15% and $1. Uh, League of Legends offers $8 million U.S. prize pool combined. Uh, artist plagiarizes MMO artwork. It's caught easily. Who in the heck steals artwork in the digital age? Um, great editorial on um, Joystick this week about browser MMOs. Elsword turns one. Happy birthday. Eve turns nine. Happy birthday. Thank you. I've got something to add to that. Okay. So did you hear about this developer who stole that artwork and then tried to use it to start a Kickstarter to the tune of $80,000? No. Is that the you didn't hear thing about this. or is that something else? No, that's actually something completely different. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And I didn't include it because... Uh, the, okay. the guy from so, so tell me about the uh, the artworks thief so they put together this Kickstarter for uh, an MMO that was the idea at least and they had all this artwork and it looked all very nice and very professional and they raised 80 grand and then haha people started poking around on the internet and found that this artwork had actually been stolen from a variety of other projects here and there that had been cancelled or in some cases even released <laughs> and the uh, the community just descended en masse upon them and uh, the whole thing got shut down and disappeared but Hilariously, the developer, in quotation mark, their website remains up saying, no, no, the game's still on. We're still making it. No, we, still, I mean, we just decided that Kickstarter isn't really the right venue for us. It's not pyramid buying, actually, folks. If you just invest a little now, and then what we'll do is we'll see anything. You can, you can get other people to invest. That's their next plan, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be up on uh, this Gambit one or Indiegogo Gambit or wherever they yeah. can go and not get shut down as easily. The thing is, as Penny Arcade today pointed out, and they're quite right to say so, this failed. Eventually, yep. someone is going to come along who's going to be a little bit savvier, and they're going to succeed. You have and that to is going that. to be yep. an enormous shitstorm when that happens. That is that is waiting. the that is how that is the next step in Kickstarter's maturity is when one of these things comes out and the product is complete and utter poop. And then when a or scam, doesn't even come out. Uh, yeah, when a scam run. actually happens and people are fleeced, do people trust Kickstarter after that? And people have to know it's coming. This is part it's, of you putting your money up. Please yep. know it's your money, but you're giving it to other people to do whatever they want with. Or nothing at all. They could just vanish and yes. your money gone. So be ready for that. <laughs> it's coming. It really is. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. I'm telling you, I sh- I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the one who does it. I'm going to set up this big, <laughs> elaborate thing. Julian and I were talking about it yesterday. Like, how can we leverage this? You know, it's just a matter of time. We got to. Lucifer's Fountain art. of di- Perpetual Disappointment, too. The That's right. <laughs> Not only that, though, but I think it's going to be interesting because a lot of these part, all of these game products are a year out. What happens when that game gets delayed and like two years out? And then, you know, I just think this wall is going to drive really fast when people start realizing that they're not going to see. Where they put their money for at least two years. Yeah. 
Especially the RPGs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen a, uh adventure game video in a while from uh, Double Fine. So that's kind of interesting. Oh, you know who's making a Kickstarter now, too? Oh. The, 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 original, the guys who made Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah. They're remaking the original Leisure Suit Larry. Not a new Larry. one. They want to do a remake, which is like, what? Why I think we- they're almost funded, aren't they? Probably. Um, actually, it's interesting. The game that shut down this week, uh, Dominus, um, their community manager, I think she was, um, actually um, basically put up an article like um, why you can't kickstart the heart of Dominus. And it was basically because people were like, well, why don't you just kickstart it if you don't have any money? It's like, yeah, no. But what was her big reason? I didn't read the whole thing. I just skimmed over it. It was basically, we're not doing a Kickstarter, so please don't ask. <laughs> you can't do it because we don't want to. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> well, uh, Anna, can you entertain us by telling us what you've played this week? No, because Sam wants to go first. Okay, Sam, go for it. I do want to go first. What? Yeah, you just got volunteered. Look yep. at that. It happened. Apparently. Going first. Uh, I've been playing train my puppy oh the real life game oh is that the yes. nintendo ds game it's like a spin-off no nintendo. no my mother Cougars? got a puppy and we've been training it and she's a yellow lab her name's dakota and she's really cute um she's already bit my dad in the face and has bit scott's toes the game that involves she's, all the senses <laughs> she's she's teething like her her teeth just hurt so bad so she's chewing on everything mm-hmm. but it's been really a nice rewarding experience making my mom happy all things considered that's going on in her life right now you know it's good to have something to keep you distracted mm-hmm. in terms of video games i have mostly been playing atelier meruru <laughs> for a review which chris is convinced i stole yep <laughs> Which I you did not, but their, thank you. You broke into their publishing house and made off of the copy. In any case, uh, Meruru is pretty fun. Um, the biggest change is that we now have a... Um, it's like a development board. The whole idea is that you need to develop your kingdom. So Meruru needs to d- perform certain tasks to make the kingdom grow. And the whole goal is that she needs to have um, a huge population for her kingdom by the end of four years. Um, and it's been really fun just actually doing the building aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really been into that to the point where it's like an addiction. Um, so you'll probably see a review for that very soon. Sweet. Is that out now, that game? No. Okay. It's not out until the 22nd. 22nd, okay. Yeah, so you'll probably see a review before then. I also replayed Dragon Age Origins. Like, I started last week. I finished on Tuesday. I beat it in 20 hours. I kind of couldn't believe that I did that, considering, you know, most people are like, well, it's Wait, a 60-hour Dragon game. Dragon Age Origins, the first one? Yes. What, did you I skip didn't... everything? No, actually, that was the funny thing. It's just, you know what? I was more confident as a player this time around, and I found that... For me, it was just like, okay, I knew instinctively everything I needed to do. So it was just sort of every time I did a quest, it was like, boom, done, boom, done, boom, done. So, you know, I guess I just got in that mindset, which had me doing that. What is going on in the background here? I don't know. (laughs) Sean, what what are are you doing? (laughs) Nothing. Okay. All right. 
I'm talking about icky Western games. I'm oh, getting in trouble here. Oh, is that here. what it is? All right. He's playing Probably. you off. Yeah. But um, <laughs> this time around, I did a complete douchebag playthrough. Ooh. So I did all the Does really, really awful things. Yes. You see a lot of different things mm-hmm. happen. For example, um, I sided with the Cult of Andraste. Yeah. So, for example, after you do that, Liliana basically throws this giant hissy fit at you, and you can pretty much say at that point, can you leave? Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like uh, the end results for that quest, no, that one doesn't change. But for an example, if you defy the elves and side with the werewolves, you get werewolves at the end of your game, oh, and they are badass. That's awesome. <laughs> I the the one you're making me think of. I haven't finished that game, but I did get. Um, I'll just say it. I found. Uh, I think a cup that you're supposed to find, and um, <laughs> it is uh, the Holy Grail. There is some things you can choose when you find it that mm-hmm. will <laughs> really piss some of the people in your party off. And I, it's so I, easy I saved to a game and did that off. both ways. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, my goodness, I. I Oh, sorry, Manny, go. Oh, I just wanted to ask you, Sam, because I just picked up the Ultimate Edition with all of the DLC. Have you tried any of those out? I have beaten all the DLC. Oh, okay. So what should I look for? Did you do the expansion, too? Yep. I have all the achievements in the expansion as well. So what should I look forward to the most? I mean, I, I heard good things about where you get to be a Darkspawn. I heard good the Darkspawn one I found was pretty meh, truthfully. I was not a fan of it. Um, the Golems of whatchamacallit, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, that one was kind of lame, too. I wasn't really a fan of it. But I'm still determined that I will beat the Harvester on Nightmare to get my achievement at some point. Um, what a chief ho. I'm a chief ho. You know I'm a chief ho, babe. Um, I really enjoyed, truthfully, the one that I liked the most was probably just the Awakening expansion. I found that Liliana's song was okay, and it's only good if you like Liliana as a character. I'm guessing um, you didn't. Actually, I like Liliana. Liliana okay. does not bother me. Um, Morgan's DLC, The Witch Hunt, yeah, is that's kind like of interesting. Finale, it right? does not explain a lot of things. And in fact, it's it, the story part of it is actually quite bad. Oh, just because you go into it with the expectation that you're going to learn like all kinds of things about Morgan and... Um, to clarify yeah, some of the things baby. from the ending, baby, that's the one thing that pisses me off about the game is that baby demon, it don't come back. Oh. You don't know anything about baby demon, and I'm like, well, I want to know about baby demon because I picked that from my first game. Second time around, I uh, I offed myself, <laughs> but in the first game, I remember I actually did the ritual with Morgan. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hello. Oh, it's an old enough game. Who cares? I haven't finished it. Too bad, you're not going to finish it. (laughs) Apparently not. Manny's about to play it. No, I beat it a long time ago. Uh, Manny played it back when it came out. You know, there's so many choices that if we talk about one specific path, there's like five other. about all the paths. Oh, gosh. I had like the best ending ever in my first game because I played a human noble and I humiliated Loghain and I was so happy. Oh, stop crying. <laughs> In any case... He's playing a spoiler alert alarm. Is that Nate? Oh my god. <laughs> yes, it is. That is awful. That is the most obnoxious most spoiler alert thing. I've ever heard. It's tremendous. Hey. Uh, okay. <laughs> a little obnoxious. 
Sean. <laughs> Little. Oh, oh, people love that. They love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get requests for that myself, all the time. So I think that's a better I'm going to make a one day that's just an hour of that. <laughs> you go <laughs> do really... that. <laughs> all right, uh, so <laughs> the point is Dragon Age Origins is fun and apparently really um, not very time-consuming if you know what you're doing. Wait, wait, wait. wait. It, you know you went doing it real fast minus the DLC or with the DLC? That was minus the DLC. I did end okay. up doing a couple of the DLC. Like, I did Shale. Um, I did Warden's Keep. Um, and I did Return to Ostagar just because I still had those installed um, during my second playthrough, mostly because Scott's like, I hate having to reinstall those, so those can just sit there on the Xbox when I replay the game. <laughs> He's impatient. <laughs> um I like I said the the DLC is just worth it if like the backstory ones are just worth it if you like those characters like if you like Morgan and Liliana you'll you will find enjoyment in their backstories. You know the one if that's worth interested, this is Dale. this is a meaty RPG with a lot of replay value to anyone who's listening and you can get the ultimate edition with every last bit of DLC and the expansion even like the little weapon packs you could probably pick that up for less than thirty dollars. Oh, you'll I still be playing Dragon Age. Bucks. I think it's twenty bucks. At least new. it's not Dragon Age Two. Yeah, you can. It's even That's cheaper true. on Mac and PC. I'm on PC Mac it is really dirt cheap. It's on every platform. If you want a big meaty RPG, it's a little older. There you go. That's your deal of the day. PS3, it's, it's fifteen bucks. <laughs> Three sixty. Wow, that's 19. a great deal. Dragon Age Two Hybrid PC Mac game nine dollars on Google Shopping. <laughs> and that's- I. I- Free shipping on Amazon for twelve bucks. And you know the funny thing is, if you bought that DLC well, in the, the Xbox Live Store, yeah. you would spend over fifty dollars. Yeah. Because a lot of those DLC packs are like five to ten dollars each, and then the wow. expansion alone is like thirty bucks. So Amazon has it for thirteen dollars for the. Ultimate I know, but edition. if you bought those DLC packs in the actual Xbox oh, Live yeah, yeah. Store, sorry, yeah, it'd be a billion super expensive. Dollars. I think I remember getting most of those on deal. Oh. I know for Liliana's song, I played it while I was in Scotland. Sorry, Google so, was wrong about all those prices, so ignore what I said. <laughs> Thank you. Good job on Google. I'm sorry. Um, it's eighteen fifty for PC on Amazon, eighteen twenty seven for PS3, and twenty seven dollars for three sixty because hey, people want that version to, to occupy That's yourself until ultimate. the app comes out. So go ahead, play it. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> awesome. It's a great and that'll game. keep you occupied beyond it unless you play it just straight through. Apparently, like Sam well, did somehow. <laughs> As somebody who's not going to be playing Diablo 3, I mean, to me, that's a better choice. Well, you're already done with it, unfortunately. So I know. I know. I still have one more playthrough to do at some point where I romance Alistair, which is going to be kind of painful for me. But no, I'm interested in romancing Zevran. I want to see what happens there. Oh, Zevran's fun. Um, he's, the, he's the bicycle. I love yeah, it. So about romancing Zevran, um, you can have that happen accidentally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. totally. I give I, him some nice boots, and he's like... Thank you for the boots. He thinks he, I like him. And well, I'm just... You were very nice to him, Chris. I'm you're just, giving him presents. Just a you're good complimenting friend. his hair. I, you're holding his hand. Of course was, you're sending mixed messages. I thought it was polite. And to hold his hand and grab his butt? I, you're sending mixed messages. He said that was what they did in his culture. Please do not <laughs> hold my hand and grab my butt at my wedding. All right. Don't do that. <laughs> That's what they do in his culture. You have to understand that, Lucifer. Respect I am not interested in respecting anyone's culture. I say that right now. How about you res- uh, respect <laughs> us by telling them what you've been playing, Sean? Do you really want to know? I really, really no, want to know. No, you don't really want to know. Tell me. Tell me. Well, apart from WoW, Dirge of Cerberus! Lots ah! of Cerberus. What? Oh. Why? Do you love Gact that much? 
No, he's only in a minute of the game, man. Yeah, he is. Um, no, we've been doing a playthrough at Lucifer.com, which ends tomorrow. And uh, split it for two weeks, which works out like five hours a week. And uh, it's, it's much worse than I remembered it in some ways and a little better in others. Like, I remembered it being really overwrought with terrible, awful voice acting. And it is. But I also remember the controls being serviceable. And they're not. So actually, <laughs> I'm playing the game, becoming easily, increasingly frustrated to the point where now I'm just like, please, please, cutscene. Please I, let there be a three-minute cutscene so I can just put the controller down. It is the only PS2 game I played with a mouse and keyboard. Even the mouse and keyboard controls aren't that good. And you can't customize the keyboards. You're no. stuck using yep. whatever they give you. It's <laughs> terrible. It is absolutely terrible. So, yeah, that's fun. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, no. Ugh. I love the music video, though. The Gact music video is so good for Ginger Cerberus. His costume design, fantastic. Wow. <laughs> That's some dripping sarcasm. As for me, this week I just played lots of tarot. We've talked about that before. Continuing on with that, I will not bore you any further. Manny, what did you play? What did I play? Oh, I played... <laughs> this is going to be funny. I played Star Wars Empire at War. Whoa. That's... The strat, it's the RTS it, game, right? Yeah, it's because uh, it's it's uh, May the Fourth be with uh, you. We talked about that earlier, yeah. and it's like the one Star Wars game I didn't own, and it was like four dollars because of this. Where did you okay. find it? I think I picked it up either on Steam or the Mac App Store. Wow. I think it's the same deal. So it was like four bucks. It was cheap. I'm like, okay, you know what? Uh, uh, Heart of the Swarm is a ways off. I'll play. A cra- <laughs> I'll play a crappy little RTS. For How now. does it hold up? Is it crappy? It's like seventy nine percent. Metacritic. It's you know strangely enough, it's very interesting. They've I think the ground battles suffer a little bit, and this well, I, I think what makes it interesting is the is the larger game where you're uh, have this big meta game where you're controlling you're you're controlling the entire star system and you're trying to take planets from the empire and you're trying to you know secretly move forces in so you can occupy the ground and you know there's sort of this great mix between ground forces and space forces. Yeah, like space forces in orbit, you can call in bombing runs. So. Huh. I think that's the real interesting part. As far as like the actual moment-to-moment mechanics of the actual like ground battles and space battles, of course, you know something like a StarCraft or a, what's or a Warhammer is a much better game. But I think f- I I, sp- I bought worse games for more on iOS than this. Hmm. Beep beep! I'm a Jeep. Okay. You know it seems weird. I, I know it sounds it's not like a great glowing review. I think. Well, let me put it this way. I played through the tutorial, and then I played a skirmish, and I looked at the clock, and it was like four hours later. So, you got your money's it, worth. <laughs> I got my money's worth already. It, it may not be as great or as classic as some other RTSs, but I think if, you, if you're interested in Star Wars, there's some definite fun to be had there. What if you're not interested in Star Wars? You know, I hear StarCraft Two is out. It is. It's good. Yeah. I prefer StarCraft One though. So is the fun. game just like one giant protracted Hoth battle? Oh, not at all. It's um, it's very interesting. It's a uh, so, it's Empire War. You're there's a, like campaign mode, Empire and like rebellion, and you're basically like this big general, and you're like you're tasked with setting up like crushing the rebellion if if you're in the Empire. So, you you take your fleet from planet to planet. You occupy a planet, and you only get resources. You don't mine minerals. You don't do any of that stuff. You get your resources from occupying star systems. So the more star systems you occupy, the more money you have, and then you can and then you can invest in like technological upgrades so like maybe on this one planet you have your your military academy and you have your science vessel and like a hut palace 
And that's like the one planet where you can get mercenaries, I mean bounty hunters, uh, probe droids, and all these other stuff. So that's like one of your key planets. So if the, rebel, if the rebellion comes in and takes that planet from you, you lose, you lose all of those access to all of those units, and you lose a substantial number of your income. So you need to go in there and go back. But first you got to you know, take out the space battle. Then you got to align ground mm-hmm. forces, and you got to occupy the whole thing. And it's a cool thing where even if it's a if, – if you're losing a battle, you can just be like, let's evacuate. This isn't going well. Let's just take what force we have now. Let's get let's get uh, evac out of there, and we'll come back and try again a little bit later. Hmm. Oh, Sam's saying stuff, is she? I'm running away because i got to get up for work oh. tomorrow, and i got to do some laundry. All righty. <laughs> Thank you for being All on. All right. Oh, you guys have fun on your cruise. We will. She almost made it. Yeah, home. thanks for being on this four-hour-long podcast. Yeah. I know. I'm surprised I actually lasted this long. (laughs) Take care, everyone. Have a good night. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. Anna, I think that leaves you. Who was that? That was Sam. Do I know that person? Yeah, Nix. Does she work for me? No. How did she get on here? Yeah. Uh, Anna? Oh, did we lose yeah. Anna? I'm trying to me. think of what I've been playing this week. Oh, well, one last thing before she goes. I think I'm oh. done with From Mission 4. Oh! Okay. I, it's Front just, it's, That's it's the mech game. Through. Yes. It's not it's, it's not pulling me through. It's not that great. I think right. I, I when I play it, I feel like I should be playing something else. Ah, that's never a good feeling. No, so I think I'm done. And that's crazy coming from Mr. Super Hardcore From uh, Mission 4. That's what I feel like when I play White Knight Chronicles. I should be playing something else. Hey, Anna. Figure it out yet? Yes. Uh, um. Nope. Wow. Wow. Lots of World of Warcraft, but. Yeah, I got to 85 on my Resto Druid, and I've been starting to run dungeons. Good job. And. That's really it. That's it. Okay. That's all right. Should- be on my server because I could use some JP for heirlooms. I could run those with you all day. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not the same faction. Oh, I see. It's a faction change because you've made a mistake. You've joined the wrong <laughs> side. Bad guys. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. I could bring my paladin over there. You should. We could run hots. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen him tank. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is he bad? Oh. You fail paladin. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well. I, I pushed 50k DPS. So I, don't know I, I have played the class for approximately one hour, so you know. Oh God! I did one of those super level to 80s with the with the resurrection the scroll. scroll of resurrection, yeah. yeah. And I realized that's that doesn't teach you how to tank. And no, there's nothing that will. It's almost like it's too late to learn how to tank at that point. <laughs> I got to read some stuff, so I'll get back to that later. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's the show for this week. So, some things. First of all, Sean, you're awesome. Thanks for being on this week. I hate you and everything Uh, you stand for. And the feeling's mutual. Uh, If you'd like to contribute to the show, we do it in a number of ways around these parts. Podcast at rpgamer.com is the email address. 608-729-4098 is the voicemail box to play stuff like you heard earlier in the show. Please leave us some more messages. And if we have message boards, too, if you like that sort of thing, board.rpgamer.com is where you can find those. And, of course, lucifer.com is the place where you download this podcast, apparently, according to Mr. Cooper. And what else? It is only available at lucifer.com. Some programming Uh, notes. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, tell them to our Kickstarter, but never mind. Yeah, we don't have one. (laughs) Twitter.com slash rpgamer is our Twitter account. Twitter.com slash lucifer.com. 
Looseper.com, right? Looseperdot.com is yours? Yep, that's right. Yeah. I need more Twitter people. It's Twitter at Marino, M-E-R-I-N-O, E-M. Give me some more Twitter people. Marino E-M. I'm Sabin1001. Anna is A-M Newfeld, N-E-U-F-E-L-D. Follow us all on there, and uh, that'll help keep you apprised of all the scheduling changes that are going on. Next week, uh, not at the normal time again, Anna and I are going on a cruise to Alaska, and we're going to have a lot of fun, and that means we're gonna, uh, not going to have so much internet access. And so, Break out the long underpants. What is our schedule for that, Anna? Do you remember? Are we doing it? Tentatively m- podcast on the 14th. Tentatively, because we may be too wiped to do it. So keep uh, pay attention to the Twitters on the 14th, and I'll fill you in on whether or not we're doing it. Uh, until then, that's all we got for you. Enjoy uh, the countdown to Diablo 3 or the Game of Thrones RPG, whichever one of those two big monsters in May you're waiting for. And I think that's it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. And until then, goodbye, everybody, and Sean will play us out. You know, there's something inherently restful about this song. There just is. Can you sing this well, Chris? Yo, 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 yo. It's good, actually. This is comedy gold right here. This is why you stay until after the credits roll. Well done, Chris. That's classic. And now the you should do your own version and put it on YouTube. I, I should. I would totally favorite that immediately. <laughs> Well, that, that's all it takes is one favorite from Sean Cooper. That's it. That's all you need. It's the only important one. Bye, are we still? Are we still recording? The show's over, right? It's over. Okay. <laughs>